Hello? 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 We're live. Who's there? Who Who is there this week? Who is there, V? I don't know. Hey, welcome. How you doing? Ben Wanders. Oh, get yourself in, in much closer, yeah. Hello. Hey. Oh, yeah. Here we yeah, yeah. Can you hear yourself? You want to hear the lips? Not really. Oh, not really. Oh, well, we'll give you a little bit more of that. One, two. Oh, I can hear myself now, yeah. Oh, yeah. lovely. Sound better. Sound cool. Deadly. Uh, you came up from Limerick today. I did. I haven't been in Dublin ages, so why not? <laughs> We've got a drummer in Dublin. Yeah, I'm not a Dublin drummer in Dublin. <laughs> not I'm from Dublin. Yeah, yeah, we got yeah. you. We got you. We got First you. We're, we're expanding our horizons. <laughs> pretty um, far reach. Yeah, yeah, pretty far reach. <laughs> How long did it take you to come up? Uh, not that long. Yeah. Like two hours. Yeah, that's not too bad. Yeah. You in, can do it in less. In wedding band terms, that's easy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, thanks for coming up. Yeah, it's cool to be here. Last time I was up in your studio was uh, when you kind of just started it, so it's totally different now. <laughs> yeah, it's like a couple of years, I think, yeah. since we last saw each other. Yeah, probably. Well, since, he- since we last saw each other here. Definitely, yeah. yeah. It's been yeah. a long time. Just still rocking the Ludwig. Yeah, <laughs> and I got a new little Ludwig present. Yeah. <laughs> something I've been on the hunt for for a long time. Yeah, myself and Shane were like, uh, I don't know if I want to give that to Fiatra. <laughs> <laughs> Shane was like, I could just keep this and not you know take Fiatra's money so ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah Fiatra's getting too much yeah he's too, too much, much. he's yeah, too yeah. much snares Hoard, hoarding everything up <laughs> here in Dublin yeah nothing for those Limerick boys yeah putting the value up here yeah do you have another Ludwig snare as well I do I've got a Superphonic oh nice uh, but it's the 5 inch yeah. and I really really inch. want not the 6 inch <laughs> I go uh, I want the 6.5 inch yeah um, oh class I have um, the only Ludwig one I have is the Superlight Oh yeah, yeah, is it any good? Super cheap, super light. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're actually great. I actually have it out in the car. <laughs> um, Phantom of the Lango. Yeah, Phantom, yeah, yeah. Phantom of the Lango. That's great. We'll call Lango's episode two that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Lango. Um, yeah. Do you like the super light? Oh, it's class. Like it's, it's yeah. ridiculous for for how cheap it is. It sounds so good. Really? Yeah, I've probably used it like on like hundred, hundred and twenty recordings for songs and like it sounds class <laughs> whoa yeah Holy i got shit. to pick it over expensive snares all the time yeah yeah do um, you how do you tune it um kind of varies it, it down tunes really really well yeah yeah you can literally just like have it tuned normally then take one of the lugs the whole way down like till it's like loose and to get a nice fat sound or you know oh, actually tune it up super high for like a drum and bassy kind of thing or Deadly. Like, pick a little kind of sound that's mm. cool savage yeah. it's so cheap like it's like why not get one? Yeah. yeah. How much did it cost? Um, I think new, they're like 200 euro or something like that. What? Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I had a, uh, you <laughs> no. know, David Dockery. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was, uh, he was in recording with me um, uh, a couple of weeks back and like he ended up using my snare for the recording in my kit. But um, uh, he was like, what is that? <laughs> the super light. I told him it was like, it's like 200 euro. <laughs> no way. Then, like, the next week he came back, he was after buying one as well. <laughs> yeah. Savage. Yeah, it was so cheap. Did yeah. he say where he got it? Um, I got mine in Music Maker. I don't know where he got his. Yeah, because I think Music Maker stopped doing Ludwig. Oh, did they? Yeah. Oh, Unless they've got like some leftover yeah. scraps. Ludwigs. Yeah. yeah. Some scrap stock. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. I'll bring it up before I leave. You can have a go off it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Bash off it. If you're going to, if if we're going to do the thing at the end where you play a tune, you might like, we can throw it on the kit. How about we just set up like all snares and I'll just oh. play all <laughs> <snares>. <laughs> Three snares. Snare kick. Yeah. Yeah. Sna- yeah sna- <laughs> snare kick totally gonna do that <laughs> um so where did drumming start for ben wonders um let's 
good question. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I was. I think the first time I ever played drums was probably in school when I was a kid, because I, I grew up in America um, until I was 14. Whereabouts? Ah. Uh, near enough Boston, so it was about nice. like half an hour south of Boston. Savage. And um, not like in the city, it was kind of like a suburb, suburb kind yeah. of town kind of area. And um, there was like school band there, and uh, so I played drums a little bit in there. And then one of my cousins also had a drum kit, and uh, so I used to go over to his house all the time and like play his drums and play the snares and stuff. And then uh, eventually, I showed enough of an interest in it to my mom brought me to get a lesson off one of her friends that she was working with. And uh, so I was about eight years old, and he showed me how to play, or maybe I was nine, and he showed me how to play the Black Album. Metallica. Savage. So, yeah. So that was the first thing. Just That's not a bad intro. Yeah, yeah. Just learn how to play that, and. Um, I think I got like two two drum lessons with him and uh, he just showed me how to play a couple of songs and yeah. showed me how to listen to drum beats to figure them out. Cool. And then just uh, went from there. I just, those are the only two lessons I've already got. <laughs> ever? Yeah. Ever, ever? Yeah. Jesus. Wow. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, so he, that's kind of funny story with him as well because um, he was a, a guy who built drums as well. Oh, yeah. And um, he, he had a drum company called Magstar. And uh, he actually owns World Max now. You know that drum company? I don't. They make World like um, a bunch of snares and, and I think they do drum kits as well. But you see them on like adverts every once in a while. Okay. They kind of look like um, like knockoffs of other snares nearly. But they're actually really good. And they do like ones with, you know, those single flange tubes and stuff. And oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The claw hook ones. and they're, they're really nice snares though. Um, Savage. They're great. And, uh, but he, he bought that company. But Mid. So when, when he, after a while, I kept in touch with him for a long time. And like he kind of showed me how to build drums as well. What? Yeah, I mean, I was really young, like, but uh, yeah. I, I made made a bunch of different like, snare drums and stuff while uh, while he was showing me how to do stuff. So and then, did you keep any? Um, I still have a few of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. I, I wish I hadn't sold any of them, but like I used yeah. to have maybe five or six of them that I made with him, and then one like one or two that he gave me, and uh, I kind of sold like two of them. I really wish I hadn't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's mad. Do you know? Do you know who has them? I haven't a clue. No. no. <laughs> this is a call are. out. Yeah. If you have that yeah. snare. Yeah. 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 If you have a snare that says Bedubya on it, <laughs> Bedubya, yeah, B E D U B A Y A. It's my initials with the Boston accent. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Yeah. If you have that, uh, please get in touch because I want it back. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. So, so what age were you when you got got those couple of lessons? Eight or nine? Was um, it? Yeah, I was right. Eight or nine. Yeah. Eight or nine. Then, um, I just played myself. Um, I was given a kit like like to borrow off him for a good while. Oh, and then, cool. Um, and so I kind of like learned on that. And started playing like Metallica and like Linkin Park and. 311 and all that stuff yeah, yeah and then i think i kind of lost interest in it for about maybe a year or so because uh the kit was taken back off me <laughs> oh shit <laughs> yeah. yeah but then i got back into it like when i was in school the, the bands in school and like the school jazz band yeah. and stuff oh yeah and then uh, eventually i uh got an, another drum kit again that was actually mine so uh, then i got into you know, like slipknot and all that can stuff. can you remember what nice. kit that was what, what was the make um the first one that i was given a lend of was i think it was a sonar force yeah um like a really old white one and then um the kit that well, i can't remember what the other kit i got was i think uh oh because it was because when i was making stuff with him so i made a drum kit with him and uh um, like so he used to buy like shells from keller in, in uh i think in new hampshire they're the ones who make the keller maple shells for drums and um he i bought a bunch of shells and he showed me how to make a kit and we put it together and stuff it was this big mad looking thing like uh it was kind of painted like a a black glitter with like these red tribal stripes going on the sides of it. <laughs> <laughs> Deadly. Oh, it was ridiculous looking. That's but it was, cool. It was, was kind of cool. What age were you making that? 
Um, I was probably like eleven or twelve, maybe. That's so <laughs> cool. Yeah, I was really young, but yeah. uh, I I always loved doing that stuff. I was big into like making stuff when I was a kid and yeah, you know, just building things and stuff. So savage. Yeah, so I played on that kit for a long time, and uh, that's the kit that like learned how like the Slipknot stuff on and yeah. Fear Factory and <laughs> cool. all that kind of stuff. Fuck. So were you um so you moved to Ireland? Yeah, when I was fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. Was that tough? Yeah, I mean, if obviously. I'm the accent. Yeah. yeah. Um, I guess I don't have too much of an accent anymore. But mm. like, I was just in the states there on tour over the summer, and like, when I came back, people were like, "So, the accent <laughs> came back. <laughs> <laughs> I came back hard and fast." Yeah. <laughs> That's and good. Yeah. So, what? How much of the U.S. kind of drum education stuff did you get when you were still still there? Like, were you get were you getting your hands dirty with that kind of stuff? Or uh, no, I mean I, w- I wasn't really like I wasn't doing lessons or anything like that. Um, okay, I just but you were doing like the jazz band stuff and yeah, in the schools because like yeah. in, in the schools in America they have like generally each school will have like its own like school band and then there'll be like a jazz band as well like you know a big band kind of thing where like loads of kind of like a what would be like a brass band I guess yeah but like uh, lots of uh, brass instruments and drums and stuff and uh, so I started doing a lot of that that kind of thing so I just tried i started doing it and i didn't like know any music theory and that stuff so i just kind of went into it and just uh and, like i would just copy what people were doing i couldn't read the stuff so i just listened to what they're playing and try and memorize it <laughs> no way <laughs> yeah wow that's cool and and were you getting like obviously you weren't getting lessons but like would the band director the band director is that the right thing to say? tell me to shut up <laughs> tell, oh, well, well not tell me, but like would would he or she give you a bit of a kind of Hey Ben, don't do this or don't do it. You know, yeah, like, I think yeah, there, yeah, there was a bit of that. Swing yeah. more, yeah, yeah. <laughs> swing, damn it! <laughs> swing. Well, it wasn't quite whiplash. No, <laughs> kind of stuff. Like where, where you're rushing a dragon. <laughs> yeah, yeah, was it okay? Like, yeah, I yeah. Mean, um, I, w- I wasn't. I didn't do it for terribly long before we moved. I'd say I probably I must have joined it maybe when I was like thirteen or okay. fourteen. So I was probably only doing it for maybe a year and a half or so before we moved and stuff. Yeah. And then we moved over here, like you know, there wasn't anything like that in my school that I was that I moved into. So yeah. <laughs> so did you have much gear you needed to bring with you when you came here and stuff? Or um, did, like did that kid, that kid obviously didn't. Yeah, I actually got that kid here. Yeah. That, did you? That, that one with the tribal flames and stuff. Amazing. Like yeah. Because um, when we moved over, like we shipped everything over into like shipping crates, and uh, the shipping company lost one of the crates. Oh <laughs> no. Yeah. So uh, we had about half the stuff, but like the drum kit was on the way over but it was um it was like super delayed because that stuff takes like months for it to get there yeah oh, so so the, in, the, in the meantime then like uh, uh was, was the kid on the crate that got lost no no it was on the one that arrived but okay I, but it was months before it arrived and like when i was here just about a month or two after i moved here um like uh one of my mom's friends that she was working with uh their kid or their kids were you know playing music and asked if i wanted to play some music with them so i was like okay but i don't have a drum kit so bought a little pearl export kit nice <laughs> savage that was the export yeah, yeah. the staple, staple yeah. Of yeah, yeah, childhood yeah. absolutely <laughs> yeah it wasn't an sx but <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah not quite an sx yeah. there were a lot of sx is going on. i had an sx and then an export did you know? yeah. yeah that's yeah, a classic yeah. lineup a classic SX yeah. Export. yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, like 10, you knew i was gonna give up <laughs> that's hilarious like all your all your family's belongings coming over and then half of it gets lost and they're yeah. like and a fucking drum <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. if we hadn't this had that dumpy there we would have had so much more space <laughs> more for valuable space. things that we yeah. lost <laughs> oh god that's terrible like did you get reimbursed or anything or like, um yeah it's so long ago i don't i don't entirely remember exactly what happened with it that's mad yeah like they fucking lost your shit <laughs> yeah yeah that's I remember, awful i remember like growing like when i was growing up like back in limerick being like 
why don't we have this thing anymore? I'm like, oh, yeah, because that was on the other shipping crate. It was on the boat, <laughs> yeah. Like, that's a story. That's the recurring storyline yeah, yeah. in so your... Why don't we have that couch anymore? Oh, yeah, that's why. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So you were you got your Pearl Export and you started playing pretty... So that's, like, a month or two after is pretty yeah, soon. Yeah, it was pretty like, much, like, right after I moved here, I started playing with guys. That's deadly. And I still play with them to this day. Really? Yeah, yeah. It's, ah, um, that's it was the cool. two guys that I play in a band called Shardborn with. Oh yeah, uh, and uh, yeah, yeah. We, we started playing together. Myself, uh, and Owen, Kieran, Kilhan, they're two twins, and uh, we we just started jamming like Metallica stuff and Judas Priest and all this kind of stuff, and I uh, just we started gigging like straight away, doing like covers gigs, doing like yeah. metal and rock gigs and oh, in, in pubs in County Limerick and stuff. <laughs> I was like fourteen years old playing like yeah. <laughs> yeah pubs. I was, that kind of answers what I was going to ask. Like you know, at least you're not at least you're getting gigs, but like surely. The scene in the US was a bit, was, I mean, you wouldn't, you wouldn't have known, but yeah, I was never. I think I did like one gig when I was a kid in America. In America, yeah, yeah and it, like, but it was just like my friends, one of those like yeah. all ages kind of things. And I believe the band was called Abra Cadaver. Oh yeah, <laughs> Cadaver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's brilliant. Can we get you saying that again? Maybe, okay. maybe we could right, get a. We get a little. One, two, three. Abracadaver. <laughs> Abracadaver. Oh, oh. Abracadaver. Oh, no, I'll have to do that again. <laughs> no, I'll have to do that again. One, two, three. Abracadaver. Three. Abracadaver. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Nailed it. Absolutely nailed it. Second time. Yeah, I don't I don't even remember what we do, what we were doing, like what music it was or anything like that. But yeah, yeah. I think it was like rock but, or something. But what, what I mean is like you must have felt kind of relieved i don't know i'm asking you how you felt at age 15 or whatever <laughs> but it must have been pretty cool coming to of all places limerick to go in and then start gigging yeah yeah it's kind of cool yeah like that's savage yeah yeah it's funny like taking days off school when i was like 15 years old to yeah. play gigs. <laughs> no way yeah Jesus. getting away with it that's yeah. mad so you were straight in doing doing that kind of stuff and gigging with people all the way up and yeah, yeah pretty much um so what other kind of bands were you pl were you playing in other bands or other projects um, it was it was mainly them for, for for definitely the first couple of years of my life uh of gigging over here like it was it was mostly those guys and we uh we started off as a band called hazard <laughs> i was in a band called hazard <laughs> everybody was in a band called Hazard. <laughs> <laughs> who wasn't yeah. um ingenious name <laughs> incredible yeah, name yeah. Mm. um and we just did that for a while and then uh uh, the guy who was singing with us uh, left because he didn't think he was a decent singer and I mean he was okay for what we were doing and stuff when yeah. we were hanging out you know but uh, he kind of let us fly <laughs> and then we started getting into more like um, stuff like prog and stuff as well okay yeah, yeah. so yeah. it was myself and the, and the two guys we were very much so into like metal and then uh, we all started listening to, like prog stuff at the same time so we kind of all got into like say like Opeth and like uh, Cynic those kind of bands yeah. all around the same time and uh and so that led us into like listen to other types of music then as well. So we all got massive into prog, and then the band turned into a prog band. Okay, know, trying to play all these like crazy songs and different time signatures yeah. and all this mad stuff going on, and yeah, like not making songs but just like stringing parts and parts together, just yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Try, trying to make the next thing more complicated than the other. <laughs> <laughs> That's and, amazing. Uh, so what kind of age are we talking? Um, so that probably would have been from uh, when I was like maybe like sixteen to like. Uh, I mean, fifteen till seventeen, probably like that, doing that kind doing of stuff. Doing that kind of stuff, yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, I don't, I don't really think I played many other people in that space of time. 
but yeah. then like uh, as soon as I started in college, then I I I went to college and I was I was either just turned seventeen, I think. So because I, I skipped a year when I moved over here as well. Oh wow! So you were super young. Yeah, going so, into college, yeah. <laughs> and then um, so I started college, and there was actually a, a jazz course in the college. Not not they weren't teaching it, but they uh, they did like a workshop after hours in the college for like loads of jazz musicians to come in like get lessons. And I'd never done jazz, and I was like, I really want to get better at drums, and I feel like I'm kind of stuck in a rut where I am. Okay, yeah. yeah. So I just, I called up, I was like, any chance I could, like, take jazz lessons, or in, in or a jazz workshop? Yeah. And I wasn't, like, really, like, being taught, like, another drummer or something like that. It was literally, like, you go in, and you're in a group and an ensemble of other musicians, and, like, this, these are the pieces that we're learning this week, and you just have to learn it yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, we'll go in next workshop and play through it a couple of times, and there's one guy who would be kind of running it, and uh, he'd be like the, I guess, the instructor or like the tutor. Can you remember his name? I still play with him occasionally, Joe Callahan. Ah, oh, amazing. And uh, he's he's ridiculous. He's like the Irish Alan Holdsworth. He, like, he's insane. Wow. Um, but uh, so he kind of became like my jazz mentor in a way. Ah, damn. <laughs> and um, so he got me into like, you know, Tony Williams and Alan Holdsworth and like all this like awesome jazz fusion stuff. So I never really got that big into like the, the straight ahead like jazz, like the bebop stuff. And yeah. Like an older jazz I kind of went straight into like jazz fusion stuff. Yeah. And uh, so I loved all that stuff. And then I started playing with Al- with uh, uh, Joe Goodbit, actually. And um, uh, we haven't played together now in about maybe a couple of years or so. Um, yeah. Because I, I got too busy with like cover band stuff and all that crap. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, he actually just reached out recently enough. So we're going to start uh, doing some gigs again, hopefully. Nice. Deadly. Yeah, because his stuff is so fun. It's it's so ridiculously complicated. and <laughs> but, it's, <laughs> but it's fun. like Savage. Yeah. So playing with him definitely like made up to my game like a lot. Yeah, and were you like straight in playing with him around that time in yeah? So as college soon as I, and as, stuff. Yeah, as soon as I joined the, that jazz workshop, um, I think his was the only ensemble that didn't have a drummer in it at the minute. So and he like they had it kind of split into different like sections. So they had like a beginner, intermediate, and advanced ensembles, and I went straight into the advanced one. <laughs> like I mean, I was. It was a decent drummer, but I wasn't a jazz drummer at all. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. <laughs> so um, I, I had a little bit of jazziness from like doing like the prog stuff, and because like, a lot of that has that kind of stuff, so I had a decent enough ear for it. But I wasn't by any means a jazz drummer. <laughs> jazz yeah, 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 yeah. So it's a different different game altogether, oh, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, 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 totally. So it's it's good to do that though. Mm. So you must have been digging into a shitload of practice in those li- years. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. Know? So be- probably between like the years of like when I was maybe. 14 when i moved over until i was like 18 or 19 i practiced a lot like i practiced like every single day yeah but like I, I don't practice at all anymore i wish i did <laughs> <laughs> like multiple hours kind of oh yeah definitely yeah. Hours kind yeah, of thing. a couple hours a day like every day <laughs> wow for years and I, I honestly wish i still had that like dedication and and the time to do yeah. that <laughs> it's a different thing the older you get you know yeah, you, totally you're told you're a kid then exactly you know yeah. Yeah. You're, get, you're getting dinner if you're lucky. Yeah, yeah. dinner <laughs> dinner made for you. Just Ben, yeah. come here. Yeah, <laughs> no, 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 no. Go on. Back, back to practice. practice. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I know. Not so lucky. <laughs> can't can't rely on your parents for that forever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> some can. So yeah. <laughs> some can. Yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah. Wow. What was I gonna ask there? About practicing. Did you have any kind of like strict practice regime, or was it just like no, get I, in? I probably. I, I wish I had like cause because I did. I never really had a teacher around that, those times and stuff, and uh, so I never really had someone telling me what to practice. I would just like listen to something and try and figure out for ages until I could actually figure out what I was doing by ear, and then try and go from there. <laughs> wow! Yeah. So I mean, you're kind of kind of on your own. 
yeah down there in Limerick <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah doing your own thing yeah exactly so it would have been cool to have a teacher and like uh, to show me that stuff but it probably helped my ear at least to be able to pick up that kind of stuff yeah definitely and what like what kind of stuff would you know you're saying you reached a limit around 17 18 what where was that limit um musically like is there a certain amount of stuff that you were like cool i can play this i think i, I think and it then, more so got just to the point where like um i didn't need to practice listening as much to figure out what was happening and like so i, I still kind of i can read music now because i studied it for a good while because i need to get my shit together <laughs> but, <laughs> but um uh yeah it got to the point where i didn't need to put as much work into listening to stuff to figure out what's happening so i could just like i didn't need to practice it for as, as long just get yeah, like a, yeah. I, I generally wouldn't get like 100% right but I could get like a rough approximation yeah, of what yeah. was happening <laughs> yeah, yeah. by getting like the general gist of what it sounds like cool um, so then you were you did the jazz thing you were in college where did you go to college uh, Limerick so I did a uh, music production in Limerick ah deadly nice. savage so was there a scene of like musicians or was it mostly production yeah there was a there was a good few like students who were musicians in that college and uh, in because i was in the music production course there's like a lot of musicians um yeah uh wasn't really anybody who was into like say like, jazz and the kind of stuff that I, I was into and there weren't any like guys who were into like prog or metal and that kind of stuff but i still played with like lots of people yeah. around then yeah you know kept busy but uh i was at the same time i was like playing in cover bands when i was in college as well oh really like, in blues bands and stuff <laughs> yes. yeah yeah mad yeah it was fun i, I met crazy. one of my one of my friends uh who who is actually the bassist in Shardborn now i met him when i started college as well and uh he had a, a blues band and they were like oh we need a drummer so mutual friends we got together and stuff and then he was a guitarist and the singer in that band and then he actually ended up becoming the the bassist in the Shardborn band okay <laughs> so, yeah. so we we played gigs together for years like just doing cover gigs and blues gigs back all around the country and stuff Deadly. So I did that to ma- maintain my wages while I was in college, like <laughs> to yeah. pay my way through college. That's unreal. It must have. And so, what what was music production? Yeah, yeah. So like recording that? and like, uh, and then there was like some music theory stuff in there, and uh, and like there was like some physics stuff. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. So front of house live kind of stuff at yeah. all? Yeah. Um, I I kind of st- that was actually one of the electives. It was like live sound, but uh, I just never really had that much of an interest in live sound. I did like I did some gigs where I did live sound, but I, I wasn't uh, was by no means ever uh, like a live engineer. You know? front, yeah, I yeah. always preferred studio work. So yeah, cool. I mainly just focused on getting good at like recording in the studio and doing like drum session stuff. Yeah. So mainly focused on that kind of thing. So were you doing that stuff at the same time as studying? Yeah, like so. Yeah. Um, I was it was lucky that like I, I did a little bit of recording when I was like, a little kid, you know, just messing around with like tape recorders and stuff and yeah. trying to have a bit of fun, and then but when uh when I moved here. The guy who was in Shardborn, he he um, he went to LAT as well, Limerick Institute of Technology. But he did a different course, but he was also into recording. So we kind of got into recording around the same time, and he kind of showed me stuff and vice versa. Because he was like he was two years older than me, so he would have gone to college like a year or two before me. Yeah, and uh, so we both got into recording at the same time. So while I was like you know in first and second year in college, like I was already recording bands outside of it and stuff. Yeah. So, mad yeah it's fun though <laughs> that's crazy like i i think i was i can't remember who we were saying this with but like it must have been nice to be studying stuff you could apply yeah exactly directly like you could go home that evening and be like oh yeah i'll try yeah. this thing yeah, no, it yeah definitely made a big difference to my interest in like in the classes 
but the only thing I found though those um, because when I was doing that course it was only the second year they ever did the course ah so they were very much so still piecing a lot of stuff together yeah. and um you were the it, guinea guinea pigs yeah like we were the second year of students and the first year of students they, they didn't even have the studios built when they were doing it and I think they only had them built when we got into like say third year so wow. it was a lot of like just kind of faffing about <laughs> <laughs> really yeah so yeah. I, I definitely think I, I probably learned more recording stuff just by researching things myself and doing things while i was actually recording bands yeah. you know then like when you get so showed something in the class it's like oh yeah. well i wouldn't necessarily do that <laughs> oh, oh wow that's yeah. that's heartbreaking you're spending money i know you're yeah like, <laughs> you're like at home like <laughs> like i don't i don't think if i went back now if i wanted to pursue the same like recording studio career that i have now i i wouldn't go to college for it really yeah I you just sit just, and work. save the money and go yeah went to do like an internship in america for two or three years probably would have been far more beneficial yeah <laughs> yeah? yeah i'd say so what kind of what do you mean by internship like what? like just in a studio in america if like just to learn the ropes in an actual studio in a studio yeah, yeah, yeah as opposed know. to going to college and not being in a studio yeah yeah I mean, like, we <laughs> were in a that studio makes sense and, like, I, I had some I, I had a couple like really good uh, lectures and, and i still yeah. keep in touch with a few of them like today but uh i think it probably because recording studio work is very much so like a practical thing yeah you know? you can talk about it all day but you know unless you're you need to see it, it you need to see what's yeah, going exactly. on yeah. so you very much don't need to be doing it you know and you can make a lot more connections if you start as an intern i think and, yeah yeah you, know, you also kind of have someone who's i guess trained you exactly and then yeah. you're you're related to that person then yeah. depending on how good they are yeah exactly yeah like most if you look up at most like the really well-known like recording engineers and mix engineers and producers these days pretty much all of them just start as interns yeah studios, yeah you know making coffee making coffee exactly. just doing yeah, their yeah. Thing. yeah. then yeah. they'll get you to wire the room yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah eventually the uh, the main engineer is sick and you get to fill in and you, yeah you impress an artist and then they you know they blow up they blow up yeah so I, I think it's it's probably it's a far more expedited way of doing it to do it that way yeah yeah but there's still no there's nothing wrong with like doing it in ac academic fashion i just think it's maybe not quite as fast yeah not quite as <laughs> yeah, fast yeah, yeah. yeah that's interesting i'm not a very patient person either <laughs> <laughs> well like uh, dale who we had on last week was very like um he he didn't go to college or anything yeah. either um and and he was saying like it's definitely like he had his he's had his experience or whatever but um he was very much connected to new park and that kind of scene and stuff yeah. and he said there's totally value in in going based on the connections you make exactly you know? yeah. so never mind what you're actually learning but he hand, then also made on. those connections by not going yeah he <laughs> i mean he was making those connections but it was kind of through the yeah, yeah, yeah. the whole network of new park at yeah. the time so That's yeah when I, when I see like the other the uh the bim people up here <laughs> yeah i know it's all so like it's simple No. Oh, cool. cool. Was in the <laughs> I don't know where everything. Oh, my samples <laughs> Come are gone. On. We're gonna need to make a list of this. Hang on. Abracadabra. Say that again. Say uh, that again. Groove is in high. No. Cool. <laughs> Anyways. No, but I then I, when I see like the. But what you make a bim? But what you make a bim? We got it. Yes. But what you make a bim? 
but uh, we, we wait, a little we bit of jealousy. <laughs> we waited that long to hear me say, what do you make of Bim? When, <laughs> yeah. when I could have just, just said, said it. it. <laughs> yeah, but I sampled it so you wouldn't have to say it, Fiacre. Come on, get oh, with the times. Wake no, up, Fiacre. No, it's no, the 90s. No, no. It's the workflow. <laughs> it's the workflow. Um, but then like, you see all like the, or from, I guess, from where I was in Limerick, it's see like the Bim guys, you know, it's like, oh, this Bim person is in this famous person's band now. And this Bim person is in this famous yeah. person's band. It's like, oh, fuck's sake. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking slugging it down in Limerick, trying to fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Hey, I'm back here, guys. Hey, are anyone there? <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So <clears throat> that was how long was that degree? Was degree diploma? Yeah, it was four years. Four. Oh, yeah, it was four years. Degree, yeah. Oh wow. Um. So that's really interesting that you'd say that about like just get into a studio. Yeah, I'd say probably only applies to very few jobs and that being one of them yeah like any like no band is gonna hire you and be like hey what degree did you get in college uh, <laughs> yeah or like a producer is never gonna work with you an artist is not gonna be like oh uh you know what were, what was your points in school or what were your goals <laughs> that's so just a proper true. metal singer what were your points in school <laughs> yeah. like if you went just stay in school <laughs> yeah if you're getting hired by like a studio you know to work there or something they're not gonna they don't give a shit about like what you did in college or yeah. if you went to college or not they're gonna be like what bands have you done let me hear what you've done you know yeah so, yeah very much so just get into the studio academic thing yeah nice wouldn't work if you were a doctor, though. You can't just not. <laughs> go into the hospital. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look what I did. Yeah. <laughs> I scrubbed toilets yeah. in so many hospitals. <laughs> Give me that brain surgery. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Look, I stitched this thing onto the guy. Look. <laughs> um, yeah. Did you get some kind of endorsement deal at some point? Um, well, I've uh, I'm endorsing with uh, Zildjian and Vader. Yeah, when was the Zildjian? Was the, did the Zildjian one come quite early? Am I right in saying that? Um, but I, so I did. Uh, I haven't had the Zildjian thing for that long. Oh, I, okay. I did. I did a competition with them uh, years ago, and uh, it was like the Zildjian drummer love the competition, and it was uh, it was basically open to anyone in Ireland. I'd enter it, do a drum solo. It was like a voting kind of thing where like you, you put up a video and you get to the like get narrowed down to semifinals and mm. goes to a vote. So I think like the the judges were like, uh, Graham Hopkins is one of the judges, and I think Gavin Harrison was one of the judges. What? So, yeah, I don't remember exactly who was involved in it, but yeah. I remember being like, "Oh, I must do something to impress Gavin Harrison." <laughs> <laughs> Amazing. Uh, and then it went down to a public vote. It was between myself and another drummer named Kevin. I don't remember what his last name is though. And uh, we but don't it, we don't need to remember. Yeah, yeah. If you want, did yeah, you win? I did. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I won it, and uh, so I got like a bunch of free symbols and stuff off that, and like oh, wow. stuff. And um, I just kept in touch with them over the years, and um, uh, eventually, then I got I got sent an email asking if I was interested in becoming an artist because I was playing like lots of gigs, and I was gigging like you know, two hundred, two hundred and twenty gigs a year and stuff. What? Yeah. So I was oh I was God. really busy, and I was on tour with some other kind of bigger bands, and so. Who uh, who are some of those bands? Uh, I was uh, I was playing with a band called Zerath. They're like a UK uh, based kind of tech metal band, and um, so I started playing with them. And I guess that was decent enough profile to get offered an endorsement. <laughs> cool, <laughs> nice. yeah, that's so that was cool. Yeah, Where, was that touring and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but I wasn't with them for that long um, before they broke up. Uh, oh, yeah, which was unfortunate. <laughs> that's uh, that <laughs> that's usually the way when yeah. somebody gets a drummer in from probably overseas yeah it's like it's the last ditch effort of yeah. a band it's like right we'll, ju- we'll get someone 
Get yeah. a load of life in. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put so some energy in this let's relationship. Let's put some fucking energy. Oh, God, it's done. Yeah, no, we can't. We can't rescue this. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I think that's what happened with enemies. Mihal yeah. touched on that. Was oh, like yeah? They got, a, they got him in. He wanted the, he yeah, the, the new life. Lease, he was the big lease of life. he took over from Ushin. From Ushin, yeah. yeah. And then they broke up. Oh. <laughs> they were like, yeah. ah, no. It's, we can't sugarcoat this with some amazing... Mihal's like, got bigger fish to fry at the minute. Yeah, he sure does. But it was like, we can't, yeah, we can't sugarcoat this with some... Yeah, fresh new fresh face. new face who's super energetic, fresh young buck. <laughs> it's not going to paper over they the crap. Class, they were really good. I Enemies, yeah, yeah, they were so good, savage. Class. Um, so like, you're talking 200 gigs a year. What what time in your life was that? Are you still? Uh, so that would would have been after I finished college. Okay. Yeah, I was gigging like a lot. <laughs> wow. Um, and then it wasn't like that consistent but like around the time when i got offered that thing with that band i was gigging like a lot a lot yeah but so I, what kind of projects were you doing stuff um, with then it was like jazz gigs um lots of covers gigs um i was playing with a couple like singer songwriters like nothing that big but like the biggest kind of thing that i was doing at that time would have been that band zareth yeah and uh, i actually got that uh because his, their guitarist was living in it lives in ireland his, uh, his name's connor mcgoran <laughs> you've heard of him <laughs> oh man he's ridiculous that guy that guy Connor McGoran he was in uh, in here rehearsing one day oh really yeah cool. um, it was for some oh, Phil Linnett oh tribute the Tim thing. tribute thing yeah, Tim Lizzie tri- tribute vibe thing. for Philo yeah the vibe for Philo holy fuck he's that insane. guy <laughs> that if anyone gets a chance to go see Connor McGoran play guitar do it yeah he's, he's nuts <laughs> he's insane i couldn't believe how tight that band sounded because he was so locked in yeah he's nuts <laughs> as just the value of having a guitarist who can play that that well exactly and cleanly <laughs> and in time with the drummer it was it was it was lango on drums yeah, yeah yeah and i was like what the fuck am i hearing oh yeah he's, he's ridiculous <laughs> it's uh, like no offense to you know half the bands that come in here but they're not conor mcgoran <laughs> yeah <laughs> or half the guitarists that come he's in different. here <laughs> yeah and lango is solid solid af yeah and you know he certainly is conor conor mcgoran with him was just like the two of them together just meant the whole band didn't have to lift a finger yeah you know they were just going for it so you were you were in a band with him yeah that, that that's, was that band Zara that's Zara. and um, wow. i'm pretty sure lango actually got the call for that as well for that gig and maybe he i think he might have just not been available or something like that so oh wow i think uh I don't know, was I second choice, maybe? Let's phone him <laughs> up. Let's get him on the let's, line. Let's yeah. get him on the line. <laughs> I remember talking to him around the time. I, just, I don't remember exactly what it, what the case was. But um, I don't remember if that was like when he started getting asked to do Monument stuff or not. Or was it before that? I'm not sure. Or if he was too busy. But anyways, I, I ended up doing the, the gig, the thing with Zareth. And uh, we did a couple tours. I didn't wasn't play with him for that long. I, yeah. I think I, uh, we were doing a tour in the UK with like some festivals. and um, Was it long? the tour long tour yeah uh, no no, they're they're both pretty short ones yeah and um but the first one we did i think i got the call like a couple weeks before the tour started so i'd learn like their songs in a fairly short amount of time <laughs> tricky <laughs> tunes extremely difficult songs to play really <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah well i think i think they're yeah difficult to, to play anyways double kick that kind of thing yeah lots of like really awkward syncopated rhythms with like weird other rhythms on top of them <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah yeah like cause their their old drummer was he was amazing he was really really good yeah uh, Mike Pittman was his name and um, Pittman and their class uh, but they the singer was kind of feeling like because the singer Rich uh, he wrote most of the music 
and oh, yeah. he kind of wanted to go in a different direction himself and he didn't want to take their like Zarath in the direction that he wanted to go he wanted to I think let Zarath be its own thing oh and uh he writes That's... writes music for video games now and stuff and, like does like massive shows with them and stuff <laughs> really yeah 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 with his music for video games yeah there's there's a uh oh, what's it called the video game um League of Legends Oh yeah, he writes some of the music for League of Legends. Le- uh, League of Legends. Whoa! Or LOL, as you gamers yeah. would know. <laughs> and uh, there's a band in in the. I guess I don't really know much about the, the game, but I, there's a band in the game called Pentakill, and uh, himself and Mike, the old drummer from Zara, they wrote like an album for that. So they end like Savage. touring, like doing all these like massive stadium and like arena tours, like as this huge band with like a fucking orchestra. <laughs> 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 yeah crazy playing all these gamers (laughs) yeah oh yeah because like league of legends has this huge like arena tournament uh, culture like it's fucking massive so that would make sense if that was like some of the entertainment on the night you know yeah that's amazing it's crazy what a market to tap into what a market yeah putting up a video uh, i think the reason that he got that that was um that that came about as well is because they had the name zarath for a long time but league of legends there's a character in the game called zarath and this came about after the guys were in the band so like i think they were over the years like building up connections being like hey let's do something together in the future you know yeah and then eventually it happened and uh wow it's pretty cool i remember him sending me uh or putting up a, a video like on instagram or facebook or something and he was walking out into the uh, the olympic arena from um is it in china or something like that oh fuck and uh he was, walk- <laughs> he was walking out and like the whole thing was full oh jesus <laughs> like, play a gig, like <laughs> what? stuff yeah yeah Get into video games. <laughs> Get into video games, kids. Yeah. <laughs> video game music. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, it's crazy. What, like, what it, a different world. Yeah, and the music is class. It's so cool. That's mad. They have this, uh, the guy who sings on, on that album that they did, is, uh, his name is Jorn Land, and uh, he's a ridiculously awesome singer. He's like one of my favorite singers of all time. Yeah. He, like He was playing an album with him. I was like, oh, fuck it. Fuck's sake. <laughs> oh, wow. I'm so jealous. <laughs> that's mad. Yeah. So that's, what do they, what do they tour as? Pe- Pentakill? Uh, yeah, I guess that band's called Pentakill, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Is, it, is that uh, Pentakill, as in like murder, or Pentacle like tentacle? <laughs> Pentacle. P E N T A K I L L. Oh, it is. Pent- oh, Pent- Pent- yeah. Penta murder. Yeah, Penta murder. Yeah, yeah. Five, <laughs> mur- five murders. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that cool stuff, though. Um, oh, that's cool, because all their artwork I'm looking at it now is just like League of Legends. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. That's done. Yeah. <laughs> that's for you there. It's pretty it's cool. class. That's deadly. Yeah, that's so, so cool. I, I was sickened that that, that that band broke up because like I was I loved playing that stuff and like got to do some like really cool shows as well. Oh yeah, yeah. like like what? Uh, we got to do like to play the main stage at um, Bloodstock, so that was big uh, metal festival in in, uh, in the UK. Yeah, deadly. And that was really cool. Like that was I was only playing with them for a little while and like got got to play up there in front of like you know eighteen twenty thousand people. What? <laughs> yeah, fuck, it's class. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. Fuck, that must have been that was amazing <laughs> a hell of a gig yeah jesus yeah it's pretty cool and how long were how long like i don't know anything about this band so how long were, were the were they big long form kind of things or like yeah, they, they were around for a good while like do you mean like how the long songs the all the, the songs yeah. um some of them were fairly long like some of them they weren't like crazy prog length songs yeah, but, yeah. Um, um like was it were the, was it hard stuff on the body yeah very yeah. like especially on like the legs like really? lots of <laughs> Lots of um, rhythms written by guitarists <laughs> to, <laughs> to play on with your feet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the uh, we used to always give out to to Rachel, the guy who would write a lot of the music for using groupings of five all the times for like for double bass stuff. 
Oh, so, okay. Because groupings of five means that like one of your legs never gets a break. So it's like instead of going like, so it's like, like that kind of stuff. Your left hand was just going yeah, nuts the, there. So like my right yeah, foot yeah. would be just going straight and like just filling in the other gaps with like the left foot. Yeah. So it was just hard, and then playing like other kind of kind of rhythms on top of those. Wow. It's hard stuff, but fun. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Yeah. I forgot you play open-handed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Robbie Barrett. Uh, when we had him on, he was like, "Whatever you do, kids, play your hi hats with your left hand." <laughs> yeah. He was like, "He he was just like whoever decided to cross them over it was a masochist." Yeah, <laughs> and he was like, "You should play play open handed." Yeah, um, but you get a better touch with the right hand though, with the tip of the stick. Well, who who like it's all about how you train yourself. But yeah. his his theory is that like or you know his idea is that if you wanted to get a better touch with the left hand you'd have to have the high half further away. So how about yeah? Well, it depends how you set up your kit. But his whole thing <laughs> is that you can play your back your back beat. Sorry, that's my coffee. <laughs> back up. <laughs> you set up your kit. Um, uh, that you can play your back beat with your right hand, and then in between back beats you've got the whole yeah. of the kit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You've got all of yeah. the kit to to make it much more musical. Exactly. Yeah. Than just. When you're crossed the over. The only awkward thing is if uh, if uh, put to a vote. If you start like as a left handed, like when I play on an open handed kit, so like I have to have my ride symbol on the left as well. Yeah, so I should have learned how to play a ride symbol with my right. With your right, because then it would have been great. Yeah, <laughs> and also if you want to do like a roll on the kit, you can't go like left, right, left, right, left, right across the toms because your hands be crossing over the whole time. Yeah, so like I pretty much like. We only ever do like triplets, so we dig it, dig it, do that. Yeah, yeah okay. That way, <laughs> hands don't cross over. That's. Genius. Unless I Genius. Actually, unless I absolutely have to, then I'll do like an odd grouping where like the first rack tom has three hits, next one has five, has next five. one has three. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or or whatever way it works out. So yeah. Can't like just go like, you know, four sixteenths on each tom. And you wouldn't lead with the right? I can I can do sometimes. Uh, yeah. Like if it was uh if it was like a slower fill, like do good do good do good I'll do that with my right hand. Yeah. But, yeah, yeah. but it, it's uh it has its own problems and its own benefits, I guess. Yeah, big time. <laughs> you generally end up with a big cluster of symbols on your left side. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, nothing for your right hand. Yeah, yeah. A, a symbol over there just to make the kit look even that you don't really use that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You might hit on a the, big two-handed. Yeah, yeah exactly. the cheapest yeah, yeah. symbol that you just <laughs> still have in your case. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. You're excused. What was I going to say? <laughs> uh, are you left-footed or right-footed? Um... If I was playing sports, to be left-footed. Okay. But you're... <laughs> <laughs> Full stop. Yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> but you don't uh, You don't have the kit switch around? No, for like left so yeah, I play yeah, a right-handed yeah, yeah. kit and I yeah. play based on my right foot. Are you right-handed? Yeah. No, left-handed. Okay, okay. Yeah. Left-handed on a right, right-handed right kit. Leading with my right foot. Leading with your right foot. So yeah. you do lead with your right. Yeah. But those funny group... Like when you were doing those funny groupings just there that you were that were written by the guitarist mm. you were leading with your left sorry that was your left hand yeah, yeah. <laughs> they have terrible terrible and i've had a coffee co- i've had a coffee i was gonna say do you want another one i can another go one. and make you one i know <laughs> no i'm all right um mm-hmm. but i'm actually playing with uh with connor in a new project as well um it's his own music and it, it's 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 in the same similar kind of vein as Zareth would be but it's uh it's a lot more proggy okay it, Zareth stuff is a little bit more like metal with like prog and like yeah. technical aspects this is like 
if you were to take like the Blade Runner soundtrack and like <laughs> mix it with Terminator, <laughs> and, and, but it's a metal band, that's what it sounds like. <laughs> wow, that sounds great. A lot and of that synth. stuff is oh, there's lots of like oh. 80s synths and stuff, and like oh, it's classy. Really? So uh, it's really cool music, and yeah. I, but it's so fucking hard. Oh my yeah. god, like Connor would be like sending me uh, sending me like demos to track the stuff, and I'm like, dude, how am I supposed to do that? Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> I, I end up doing it eventually but like yeah. you know, I have to record all the parts in like really small chunks not not for the whole songs but certain things there could be like 32 bars of a section of a song and the rhythm doesn't repeat once yeah. so it's just like one continuous stream of like patterns that don't repeat <laughs> Jesus or like it's a really hard pattern that like has like really awkward placements you know where yeah your kit your kicks are like on off by 16 notes like all the time and, and they vary and then Within the same bar, you could have subdivisions of like triplets going into straight sixteenths, oh. and like all this kind of mad stuff, Jesus. and like quintuplets over things. And really, yeah, <laughs> whoa, it's fun. How it's fun. Do, it's how, hard. How do you go about tackling that? That kind um, of stuff. So nowadays, I, I would I would generally try and write it out if it was something um, that I was going to have to play live. Um, but there's no like plan for that yet. I know he wants to get it live at some point, but for for now, I just. Uh, He'll sound like a fairly like rudimental, hey, <laughs> fairly rudimental like drum demo kind of just like you know straight hi hats and snare then just with the bass drum following the guitar riff, okay. And I'll try and make it more into like a, a drummer's kind of part, yeah. And um and I'll I'll just like sit down while I'm recording it. I don't try and like learn the song beforehand because some of the songs are like eight, nine, ten minutes long, so it's too hard to try and memorize like a whole song like that. So I'll literally just sit down like. Is the first section of the song. I'll take the first thirty seconds trying to memorize it, or maybe yeah. even break it into smaller chunks again. Wow! Yeah, because oh, sure. some of the stuff's quite hard. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, how do you go about changing it from, say, the de- the raw demo to like? Is it just a case of like throwing ghost notes in? Or yeah, that kind of stuff, and like just, just in, like instrumentation along the kit, like you know, just, yeah. Because uh, like the demos are like the highest, like. <laughs> Okay. Like crazy drum bass drum patterns under it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, like, yeah. Make it into more of a groove and mm. like add in like toms and put in like fills and all that kind of stuff. That's pretty cool that yeah. he leaves that to you. Like that gives you. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's fun. <laughs> scope to kind of. Yeah, exactly. Do what but, you want. Um, it, it's yeah. not too prescriptive. No, no, not at yeah. all. Like there's only a very occasionally he'll be like, "Oh, actually, I want that to be like half time and." You know, oh, so, okay. But um, other than that, it's it's fine. Like you know? yeah, but like the, it's a. Uh, there's not like a huge amount of scope for me like to change the rhythms and stuff because like the rhythms like the bass drum parts like follow the guitar yeah and, um you know so it's kind of a, that part is important as long as it matches but like sometimes i don't need to be necessarily just following with the kick i could be hitting those accents with like a snare or an end a kick or yeah move that kind of stuff around a little bit that's cool yeah it's fun that's very cool yeah. what's the project called uh the enigma division the oh, enigma yeah. division Ooh. yeah <laughs> <laughs> There he is. Um, Lango just keeps making return on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. He wrote like the hit. You know? yeah, yeah, that's the hit. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, though, Nick. I think Ross's is going to be next. In terms yeah. yeah. Of I want a mango. Skill, no, oh no, maybe it's that one now. Why are we still hearing Marcus Gilmore? Because he's rehearsed downstairs. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Um, proceed what was I going to say have you uh, yeah so what's the instrument instrumentation in that band have um, you got that's uh, him, him on guitar uh, his friend uh, Ronan on bass I'm doing the drums and uh, 
Connor like wrote like all the keys parts and stuff, but he actually got in a keyboard player, Derek Shrinian. Um, he was playing like Dream Theater. He used to like play the key solos in some of the songs. <laughs> so like I, I saw, I heard a couple of the solos I did. It's like oh That's my god, wicked. it's insane. <laughs> so, but he he's not going to be in the live. No, no, yeah. I don't. Well, I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Who Never knows? know. Wow. So, how do you feel like that kind of music and all this kind of music that you've been playing gets received here? Um, like, do you find it tough? Yeah, I mean, like, in such a small, you wouldn't be able to make a living off that stuff, anyways. I wouldn't. Um, yeah. Uh, maybe touring it if you were constantly touring and stuff, you know, yeah, you'd be quite busy doing it. But uh, I know he wants to push it and you know see how it goes. Yeah. You know, I'm supposed to start uh, mixing it at some point in November or something. So guess we'll see how that goes yeah. <laughs> yeah wow yeah yeah oh there's a vocalist as well sorry um okay forgot, but uh um yeah so I, I we're supposed to be finishing up in like november and then get it mixed so I'll, I'll be mixing it hopefully around then so i guess we'll see how it goes from there <laughs> yeah amazing it's fun stuff though it's, it's yeah. hard i mean that's that's one of the questions I'm, I'm trying to get to the bottom of you know with every drummer who's kind of mm doing stuff uh, dublin or ireland is it possible to kind of make a living and like yeah just be a drummer i well you definitely can like, i guess by not doing covers yeah that's the hard part that's <laughs> the hard yeah. part yeah, yeah um like i do i do quite a lot of session work out of my studio um and originally i was kind of focusing on trying to get mainly just do session work and uh and like maybe put some of like, the recording and band work but leave that go by the wayside a small bit and I, I kind of did that because when I was in college, I was recording bands all the time. And, uh, and in, it was in your own studio? Did you yeah, have a I studio like, then? Oh, I, I had like a home studio okay. when I was in college. Yeah, yeah. And like, so I was recording bands all the time. And uh, and it was going it was going fine. Like, I mean, I wouldn't say that anything I did back then I'm that proud of. <laughs> I probably didn't know quite enough to be, you know, producing albums for bands or mixing albums for bands. But you were doing it anyway? But I was doing it anyways. And I was, I was making enough money off that, like, to... to to keep going and then doing like covers gigs and stuff but uh i i made a conscious effort then to stop booking bands and just focusing on like doing session work instead and um i made like a decent bit of money off doing session stuff for a couple of years but as a drummer mm, yeah yeah and um uh but then i i wanted to get back into recording thing again so i kind of had to start the recording side of things again i wasn't like working with bands again yeah because i'd kind of i turned down like lots of work like lots of work over those kind of years just to focus on the drum stuff yeah and uh i kind of so i just had to kind of start from scratch again with the recording but like by that stage i was a lot better at recording so it made yeah. more sense <laughs> and how how recently is that to today um, all of those kinds of little moves yeah that happened. <laughs> um so i guess like um i would have been recording bands like when i was from the ages of like 18 till i was maybe 21 20 20 or 21 and then uh then i ended up working in a studio in galway uh, in a post-production studio for like four and a half five years really yeah i was like mixing tv shows and films and stuff nice no way yeah so i was like i was i was mixing and working in you know studios for years so i was i was always doing that anyways you know wow were you living up there yeah yeah Ah, okay moved up there for a good few years yeah deadly i started off as a foley artist there actually as a what a foley artist What's that? Uh, so Foley is like in, in films and TV stuff where uh, the you're recreating the sound of stuff on screen. Ah, right. So you'd have to get into the sound booth and then, yeah. Let's so say someone gets slapped, you have to recreate a slap <laughs> sound yeah, because yeah. basically yeah. everything that's filmed, um, like for 
but for whatever it is, pretty much most of that that audio gets scrapped and yeah. re-recorded. You know, so we'd have to go through like the entire episode of some show just making the the clothing movements of that person yeah. like, walking around. Is that including the dialogue? Sorry. Um. Yeah. A lot of times they'd yeah they'd redo re-record all the dialogue, dialogue. as well. Jeez. Wow. And um. Uh. So we'd like. It was fun at times when it's like, oh, we need to come up with a cool idea for yeah. this kind of sound for this thing, and like that'd be fun. You like hang a bunch of pieces of sheet metal over you and like you know walk into a wall or something. <laughs> <laughs> Do loads of fun stuff like that. Uh, but a lot of it was like quite monotonous. You know, it was like, okay, mimic you, this person's footsteps on gravel for forty-five minutes. You'd go straight. crazy. <laughs> yeah, and then um, forty-five minutes straight. And you'd have to go do everything. You know, you have to do the clothing, and then the footsteps, then all the incidental stuff with them, like you know, grabbing things or cups or putting really? on the yeah. table, all that kind of stuff. Uh, you yeah. get one of these boys. Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, so I mean, it was cool, and I ended up being a mixer there as well. So I, uh, after like I think a year or two, I ended up like mixing a lot of TV shows and films that were there. Really? So That's was, amazing. Yeah, it was cool. How do you spell that Foley Foley artist? Foley, F-O-L-E-Y. Oh, so is it named after somebody? Probably, yeah. Mick yeah. Foley. Yeah. Mick Foley. <laughs> Mick Foley. <laughs> Mankind. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, he invented it. <laughs> <laughs> That's mad. That's yeah. really cool. So do, do you feel like that helped with that, all of that experience doing that stuff? Did that help? With oh, definitely, yeah. Because um, like I was working in a studio on Pro Tools five years straight for, you know, five days a week nine to six every single day so i was literally working on in pro tools like for that a period of time constantly so wow. got really good at like editing and mixing stuff um and that applied then like you know probably more to music afterwards and the only reason i didn't stay on is because it was wasn't a music studio at all yeah like you know if you were to look at it it looks like a music studio but none of the stuff that they did there was music and yeah. I, all the tv and film stuff is it's not really like a creative input you know yeah it's a technical job like you're coloring you're, in the lines yeah exactly yeah kind you're of like, thing yeah you you make something sound the way it's meant to sound for spec you know to be broadcast and that's yeah it. there's <laughs> no like oh he's walking on gravel let's make it water yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let's make it ducks i can imagine you have very little freedom when yeah. it comes to that kind of stuff it's just I, like but, but then at night like when put I, a when phaser I, on those yeah, yeah yeah <laughs> 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 that's the famous thing isn't it like the star wars was it star wars doors was pulling a sheet of paper out of an a4 envelope. oh yeah, yeah. it's just like <laughs> yeah that was it like do yeah. you do you guys do some fun stuff like that the or light, was it all very the lightsaber like, was static tv or something was it some i think they there was a static tv and they put something by it and it just went <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was it yeah, yeah. I like the uh, i think one of the famous ones from star wars was the uh the, the blasters the guns is a slinky it's like a metal slinky being hit with a piece of metal so it goes no way yeah and the sound just disappears like yeah. spins off <laughs> Mad. that's yeah. crazy did you work on any like big productions um yeah time? i mean like, i was mixing stuff for like nickelodeon bbc uh, Lionsgate, really? uh disney that kind of stuff Mad. Yeah, it's cool. It's crazy. I mean, like a lot of it was kids shows, so yeah, um, like they wouldn't have massive audiences. Like one of the last things I did there was a, uh, uh, was a feature film called uh, Norm of the North, and it was Rob Schneider. <laughs> no way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Rob Schneider was the uh, was the main character in it. It was like an animated thing where he's a polar bear. <laughs> Rob Schneider is a polar bear. Polar bear. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah, that's pretty funny. That's crazy. Like, <clears throat> no offense, but. What were all these big companies doing going to Galway? Um, like, yeah, I guess like um, they it's a they had a 
decent following like that studio is quite big and like uh i think there's a lot of tax breaks as well for uh-huh. <laughs> uh, there we go there we go fucking ireland yeah <laughs> it always comes it back comes to tax breaks <laughs> <laughs> uh, i don't i mean i i don't think that's all why sure sure, <laughs> sure 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 yeah that's mad. What they was the love the way called? our footsteps. <laughs> what are they called? Just in case the revenue are listening. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you later. Yeah. yeah. Tax Haven Productions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Cayman Islands 2.0. Yeah, but I think yeah. there's actually there's a quite a lot of studios out around Connemara that do that kind of stuff because yeah. of those incentives. Really? Yeah. That's mad. Mm. Nice place to be working as well. Yeah, yeah it was lovely. I you mean, know. it was extremely isolating <laughs> yeah i can imagine it was nice i like i got a house and i lived on a beach for like yeah. four years it was class <laughs> nice. no yeah it was nice oh man and very you? very windy but nice <laughs> yeah so you were in you weren't in galway city no i wish i had like thinking back like i wish i'd lived in galway city because then i would have been able to enjoy galway a little bit more maybe yeah but i was living like uh i was living about maybe 20 minutes outside the city okay so it's nice though. The other direction, like away yeah, from. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking at reviews for Norm of the North. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's got nine percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, that sounds about right. Yeah, uh, cheap and cheerless. Norm's appeal melts faster than the polar ice. <laughs> <laughs> Fun fact: if you if you watch the show, there's like these lemmings in it, like the little small rodent things, and uh, I did actually the, the voices of most of those lemmings. <laughs> no way, <laughs> class. Yeah, well, not most. Like, yeah. for some of them we'll watch it we should do uh, <laughs> I was a lemming one through seven yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Daryl was eight yeah. eight to sixteen yeah. Yeah. we should do a commentary of it just watch it and talk about just it just watch it yeah that'll be um, Ben's episode number two yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's pretty funny but uh, then like I, I left Telegale and uh, I, I went back to Limerick and I got a teaching job teaching music in, uh, in Limerick in school of music there for a couple of years Oh yeah, and uh, so that was good. And then I started playing with a bunch of other people. Then um, I started playing with uh, covers band. I was playing with that band, the Bentley Boys. Oh yeah, yeah. who hasn't? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. the Bentley and, and Boys. They were, they were great for you know a couple of years, but then I got too make quiet. a bit of money. Yeah, yeah. I got too quiet um, with the amount of gigs I was getting off them. So I actually got offered to get the gig with Blue Moose. And, uh, so oh yeah, I played with so them for two years. When you were in Galway, were you gigging? Like when you were locked away in this gaff in Connemara, were you gigging yeah, still I was, then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was, I, I was playing the Bentley Boys then. Then for, doing for, for a little while on the weekends and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Evenings and weekends. Yeah, that kind of thing. And then evenings yeah. and the, like when I was working there, I'd, I'd work on my own bands at night and stuff. I'd be mixing stuff or writing my own music and. So I'd stay on after work and just stay in the studio in the dark <laughs> making music. Oh, man. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, it's fun, though. Fair play. Like, you know, that stuff probably st- stands to you today. Yeah, you know? I think so. It yeah. was worth it. So you're doing Bentley stuff during that time and then... Yeah. And then I ended up being in Blue Moose then after that. And then... Uh, yeah, when, d- when did that happen? Um, so I finished up with them in March this year. And so it was two years. Two years. Yeah. Two years ago. Okay, yeah. yeah. Two and a half years yeah, ago. Yeah, two and a half years ago, yeah. Yeah. And then I, while I was with them, I started playing with a girl called Shiva as well. Oh yeah, and she, her music's awesome. I, I love playing with her. Um, yeah, she's uh, it's kind of like neo soul kind of stuff. You know all about that kind of music. <laughs> <don't you? laughs> I, you, I, I don't know. About <laughs> that. I've heard no, that. I've know. heard that name somewhere. Shiva. Shiva. Yeah. She's really good. Yeah. 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 Really cool music. Um, she's like an amazing voice and like really good guitarist. Yeah. The music's just really cool. Like really fun stuff to play. Yeah, so I did did like a couple of gigs with her there recently, but she's um, uh, she I think she just got back, but uh, she was in the states for like pretty much the whole summer from like June till till like last week, uh, uh recording her f- her first full length album with the Mate. the producer who does all the Wolfpack stuff. Ooh, 
Yeah, so that's wow. a that's a ticket. Yeah, that's a ticket. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Joe, Joe Dart played all the bass on the album, and ah, fuck. Yeah, and uh, the drummer uh, who was playing on the album was uh, uh, Louis Cato. He's um, there's that TV show Late Night with Seth Meyers. I think he's the drummer on that show. Oh shit! And, uh, he's played on like tons of stuff. Yeah, but he's like what an amazing singer, amazing drummer, amazing guitarist. What did she have like two hundred grand to spend <laughs> or something? So uh, I don't know how much it, it cost, but it was a Kickstarter. She did Kickstarter get over there. Fair play. Wow. Yeah, it was really cool. It was a very successful Kickstarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, you could say that. <laughs> yeah, it was a well, cake finisher. Yeah, cake finisher. <laughs> Jesus. Yeah, so um, she just got back and uh, I need to catch up, catch up with them since they got yeah. back. And, uh, That's amazing. Crack is, yeah. Yeah. But uh, it sound, sounds like it went really well. And yeah. I but I'd say it'll be, out, it'll be another good while before that stuff is out. But um, hopefully get back in with her again because that music is so much fun to play live yeah, yeah. yeah. The, the, I, I saw I missed your gig in Whelan's it was must have been before she went away yeah um, I think that was like April, May yeah, maybe yeah. yeah um it looked really cool though yeah it was I fun. saw yeah I saw a clip of that we went to uh went to Glasgow then in uh, in January to like the Glasgow Celtic Connections Festival and that was really cool that was a lot of fun as well class yeah it was really cool deadly Blue Moose I want to talk about that band. Okay. That was a cover cover band. Yeah. 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 It's a wedding band, cover band kind of thing. Yeah. And that kind of started. That like sapped most of your time, did it? Yeah. I mean, like I was, I was grateful to get offered the gig, you know, in the first place because at that time, like my studio wasn't that busy. A couple of years ago, like I was still recording bands and stuff, but I wasn't like I wouldn't have been able to live off it and stuff. And yeah. So, um, I started playing with them, and uh, it, the whole time I was playing with them, I was like making sure like getting the studio busier and busier and busier and getting more clients. And it got to the point where I was like, you know, I had like maybe work in the studio five days a week and like I couldn't be doing like Thursday to Sunday in a wedding band and like getting home like four or five in the morning on Sunday night and then like going in at nine to go to the studio. Wow. <laughs> you know, so I like just had to make the decision. So you, know. you were getting people in Monday morning, you know, like yeah, but I mean, office e- hours. Even if I, even if I don't have a band in, you know, at like 10 o'clock, I usually do like 10 till seven or 10 till eight, you know, sessions mm. and like uh but you know, if I don't have a band in on Monday, it means I I have mixed work that I have to do from the week before or something. So yeah, yeah. yeah. I just tried to get into more of a regimented schedule of like actually being in the studio and working. You know, yeah. <laughs> just just so I can you know not fall behind at work. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Deadly. That's amazing that you you've you've managed to create that kind of yeah, it's good <laughs> thing for yourself. Yeah, especially down in Limerick. Uh, you know, not to fucking bash on Limerick or anything, but it's yeah. not exactly like. There's actually a quite a good like music scene in Limerick now, but but saying that I don't actually work with I don't do a lot of Limerick bands. Like a lot of the stuff I do is like international bands or bands from yeah. I do a lot of stuff from bands up here as well, and um, so it's kind of all over. Yeah, uh, actually, uh, what I what I started doing that kind of helped a lot at the start as well was uh, I'd get hired to play session work like session drums on like albums from people and stuff, and then after I played on it, I'd be like, hey, like I'm a mix engineer as well. You know, if you want to hear what I can do, I'll do a track for you for free. And if you like it, you know, we can do an album together. If you don't like it, it's no, no, no hassle on my part. You know, you guys can move on and get someone else if you want. Nice. Wow. It's good. Uh, it's good selling point. Yeah. Yeah. Sales tactic. <laughs> Sales tactic. Yeah. yeah. And uh, most people liked what I did, so I ended up getting like a lot of mixed work out of it. And so. Ah, oh, brilliant. I just kind of played that card for a while and got busier and busier. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Wow. Yeah. That's brilliant. How How did you find going from playing music? four nights a week or whatever it was uh well i mean it's cover cover music so it's probably very uh dissimilar to mm. what you were mixing i i guess i don't know but how did you find that like kind of mentally 
having to flip flop. Um, it was hard changing the, the, the bedtime hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and getting up early. But um, no, it, it's nice because it, like, I always wanted. I never wanted cover band or wedding band stuff to get in the way of like original music that I wanted to do. Yeah, and um, I always made that clear with other wedding bands or cover bands I played with. Like you know, if if I get offered an original gig, I'm gonna take it because you know I'm not gonna sacrifice my career as a as a musician just to play like you know someone's. 18th birthday party <laughs> yeah yeah, you know? yeah and uh so I, I always made it a priority of you know picking original music so you know now that uh, i'm not gigging like consistently with wedding bands and stuff it's i can actually focus more on that stuff yeah which i, I like prioritizing obviously you know that's cool so um yeah how do you feel like it's going like do you do you get more work i'm not that you don't have to answer this directly or you know with as much detail as you like yeah. but do you get more work how do, how do you feel like since since calling it quits with a very busy working cover band um what's it like work-wise between getting sessions for drumming and sessions for mixing do you find more um, you've got more kind like of mixing for, for, or for uh, that's a good question <laughs> uh i probably get more work now doing original stuff because um i've made myself far more available for it yeah, you know, because like in the past, I might like maybe get offered something where it's like, um, I like might get offered a tour or something, you know. And I've I've had to turn down tours in the past because like maybe I wouldn't be able to get two yeah. weeks off of work with a band, you know. So, um, by making myself more available now, I I think I probably get a lot more work out of it. Yeah. But um, like it, it's probably it hasn't changed that much because it's like I'm still in the point where I'm constantly building up the amount of work that I'm doing in the studio. Yeah. Like it hasn't like plateaued or reached like it's highest point yet you know yeah yeah so but definitely being more free to even just like meet with a band at the weekend you know if you know if they want to work with me and like they might want to go for a coffee or something like that and i don't have to be like oh sorry i'm on the other side of the country <laughs> yeah. yeah that's so, great yeah yeah um how do you know when a mix is finished <laughs> it's never finished <laughs> it's never finished yeah. when you're dead yeah <laughs> yeah it, it's finished when you run out of time <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so yeah that's that's what I, I wanted to ask is like if you're mixing for a band and they've put a time limit on it obviously that's it but like if, if you've got this kind of open-ended i try not to like there I've, I've been guilty of dwelling on things too much in the past being like you know oh that's not right oh that's not right and then like waiting ages and then redoing it and then you know working on it again and not being happy but um yeah i try to uh like just from listening to other mixing engineers and producers like try to go with your instincts the first time and you know make the first calls and you know i'll, I'll do a mix on something and like I'll, I'll do like a rough mix go listen to my car and a couple other places and you know maybe show one or two other people that i trust or mixers and producers yeah if i'm if i'm unsure about it but like a lot of times like i have kind of know if if it sounds the way i want in my head and if it comes out and then if i send it to the band and they're happy it's like okay maybe just a couple tweaks but sometimes you know, I might mix something for somebody and they're like, oh, we kind of had a different idea. So then we'll go back to the drawing board and start again. Okay. Yeah, that's cool. That's yeah. good. Like, that's <laughs> all. It all makes sense, yeah. you know. Yeah. No, I just I like the idea of kind of coming back from a wedding in Donegal on a Sunday night at 6 a.m. Yeah. <laughs> and then getting yourself out of bed at 10 a.m. to yeah. work on this mix that might... I mean, I'm not saying that the times I came back at 5 a.m. I was up at 10. At 10, no, no. <laughs> but, but like... That whole principle of like, oh God, okay, I don't have any any band in to record. 
but yeah. I should I should work on this mix. Exactly, yeah. It's like that's that kind of thing of pushing yourself to work on it when yeah. maybe maybe it's actually fine. You know, like maybe the mix yeah. you had on Wednesday before all the covers work started was actually really good. So yeah. I, I don't know, like how how do you feel about that kind of stuff? You know, uh, so do you mean just like how? So rephrase that again. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I guess you kind of kind of answered it already, but it it's it's mostly about like when do you know it's right? When do you know it's right as opposed to the, the yeah. band or when when are you happy? I mean like for when I mix stuff I have, you know, I've kind of like a process that I work through um and I I do things in chunks. So generally like cuz I and I would mix a bit as I go if, especially if I'm like producing a track for somebody where like they give me just like an idea for a song or that might get like a voice memo of like a guitar part with a vocal line and stuff. And you do that from scratch that stuff takes way longer yeah because uh, you have to put in far more like creative input into the song yeah yeah which i, I love doing as well but it, it's far more lengthy process but like if it's a mix where like someone has just sent me all like the multi-tracks for a song i kind of like have a process that i work through you know and i'm trying to work toward the point that i have in my head and i might be working towards like a reference track where the band wants it to sound like this and i'll get it to a point where i'm like this sounds to me like it's done and it sounds close to reference thing I'll send it to them and I'll say this is like you know rough mix one even though yeah. it's like mix one <laughs> mix yeah, one, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, and I'll be please like, don't ask me to yeah. do it again <laughs> yeah, I'll, just, I'll generally be like look I'm about 80% done I'd like to get your input before I go any further yeah. that way I kind of don't say oh this is done and they're not horrified <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. They, and then if they like it I'll, no, I'll know pretty quickly and if then you'll be like, like oh, I've added a few changes and not do it and do it yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 If I got back a big so it looks like you work like, twice. Oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's uh, that's exactly what I was kind of kind of wondering. It's like uh, w- you you have your own personal process that you kind of go through to get it to yeah. get it to that point. Like uh, a lot of a lot of people get uh, get demoitis as well. A lot of, like people I've worked with where they become like extremely attached yeah. to their demos of things. Yeah, and uh, and you know a lot the reason they're coming into the studio to record with me is to make it into like a more finished like better sounding version of that song. And um and it's fine if people like have things in the demos that they really like you know as an idea but then like if some people were I've worked with people where like you know will will be they'll be in the studio mixing some with me and like they're like going over to their laptop put their headphones on to listen to the demo like to it's like no it's like it's not it's not right that it's not the right vibe it's not the yeah it's like the snare doesn't sound like the demo it's like they, they need to be <laughs> lo-fi artists then <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah and it, it can, that can be kind of tough because you're you're trying to make it sound as good as it can be but they wanted to also sound like the demo. So it's like, why didn't you just use the demo? Yeah. <laughs> okay. But you know, yeah, that, that all happens and it's fine. <laughs> yeah. You get, you make, you kind of, uh, you find the things that you guys, you, you both agree on and then kind of trying to work, work from there. Like, you know, yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, just yeah. mutual kind of agreements on stuff and just takes a little bit more time as well. Yeah. Um, and when you're producing and somebody, gives you a voice memo of a guitar part is it on you to re- do you play guitar like would you yeah would you do it You'd yeah put like it in. one of the last tracks um i did um uh for this girl uh she sent me a voice memo of like a, a verse and chorus of the song and then uh and then 
I took it and actually at the time I had my friend was over so I, I got him to play the guitar part but, uh, <laughs> here buddy buddy come yeah he's like hey you do anything for the next hour it's like, yeah. I need you to play three chords over and over for a little while yeah. <laughs> and, and uh, how, how would that work like would you ask her then for more money to pay that guy or was is that on yeah, you I mean, it, it might or? be like a, it might be a session thing where like I might just pay him on the day and then when, when I'm settling up with with that artist later on we can talk about that stuff yeah you know uh, sometimes you're like you're told you have a certain budget to work towards and like yeah. that's all we have and if that's all we have like i'll just play the parts myself you know plucky parts yeah. cool i'll just uh nudge that one this way i'm by no means a good guitarist at all but like i can i, I play on like a lot of stuff i end up producing and like they might just be basic like a little melody lines and stuff oh to yeah the point like bringing in like a session guitarist to like yeah to play do do okay yeah, yeah. that kind of stuff <laughs> you know yeah, bring in Connor McGoran. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, Connor. <laughs> yeah. Here's 200 quid. <laughs> Play yeah. three notes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> um, the best damn sounding three notes in the world. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's really interesting. So y- you would play a lot of, like, would, would you play kind of synths and. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm like, I've, I'm okay. I'm not very good at piano. I can. I can program it the stuff a lot better than I can play it, you know? So I'll just program stuff in MIDI and, um, yeah. and guitar, like, um, not very good at guitar either, but I can play it a bit, and like same with bass and stuff, yeah. and singing, like to just do all that stuff, you know, just edit it to the point where it sounds acceptable. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like a normal person played it. <laughs> there is a cover of Grace. Oh yeah, by Neb. Yeah, which if if anyone's got <laughs> any brain cells, they'll this work is out is your <clears throat> your name backwards. How, um, how did they know? How did they figure it out? Uh, <laughs> It's pretty damn impressive. It's oh, you it's singing, playing drums, and are you playing the guitar? Yeah. Ah, Jesus. Grace by I, who? Jeff Buckley. I didn't play. Um, uh, I didn't play one of the lead guitar parts, and I actually didn't play bass on that one either. I got my friend to play bass okay. on it, so yeah. So I played the bass on it. I was like, oh, this doesn't sound very good. And then I got oh, right. to do it. Yeah. I was listening to it the other day. I was like, oh, I hate the mix on this now. <laughs> really? Yeah. It sounds all. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's always that's always the way. Uh, it's out there now, so who cares? Is it on the YouTube's? I think it's on SoundCloud. Is it? It is on the YouTube. Oh, it's on the tu- uh, the tubes. Hello. If you type in Jeff Buckley, uh, Grace Nib, let's say uh, just put that in. It didn't come up on the Googles, so it's now. Oh, hello Nib. N E B all caps. Yeah. yeah. Well, let's see what's going on here. <laughs> Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Too late? Yeah. I wanted to do a uh, seal kiss from a rose. Oh, oh definitely do that. Please do that. I really to do that. But then I was like, maybe I should do like a reworked version of it that was like more cool. But I don't think it could be cooler than seal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So more cheesy it is. More cheesy, <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
Oh, you should definitely do a. Yeah, I even like start. I did a the demo for it, and I was like, Oh, oh d- d- do that by the end of the year. The end of the year, okay. <laughs> do you think you could? Yeah, probably. You got enough time? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I, I I have a bunch of my own songs like that I haven't released either. Like, there's a big folder of like tons and tons of songs I wrote, and then like, and most of them are like ninety nine percent finished. I just never did anything with them. Oh. It's like I sent a lot of them off to like publishing agencies to get them like placed for other artists and stuff, and the one like. Not never really got much anywhere with a lot of that stuff, so I was like, well, I might as well release them myself. So yeah. like, I only just started like a couple of days ago, going back to them, being like, oh, I could release this one, and oh, I forgot I had this one. Oh, that one's done. Why didn't I release that one? <laughs> ah, so. you should definitely do that. Yeah, I yeah. will do soon enough. When you're not busy doing you know, things for other people, doing things for doing things for other people. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Well, yeah, you get to that stage where you need to pay bills. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like release a song myself or make money this week. <laughs> yeah. So you were just on tour. Yeah, I was on uh, on tour with a band called Shulin, um, uh in the States, and they're kind of like a Irish pop band, um, not too far away from like Mumford and Sons, um, yeah. and then but also some of their stuff would be a little more poppy as well. It was really good. Like, like it was a great tour, so much fun. Yeah, uh, I met the guys a week before the tour started. <laughs> what? Nice. Yeah. Oh my god! Because basically they they had something with their drummer where I think he got offered something and. He was going to take it and this was like there wasn't enough time for them to sort out a visa for a new drummer so they needed a drummer they needed a yank. passport <laughs> they needed a yank it's like we need a drummer who can go on tour with an american passport who lives in ireland it's like it's me wow that's you <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah there's one <laughs> yeah well there's probably more than one but yeah yeah that's mad yeah so i got got that and then um did one rehearsal was it two rehearsals with the guys before we went i think it was two rehearsals and then within that week and then we did a gig in wheelands uh two or three days before the tour started like a warm-up yeah exactly yeah and it was great the gig went, went really well and then we started the tour so wow where'd you go um it was kind of like around the middle of the middle of america um <laughs> bible belt <laughs> bible belt get all that trad music going yeah, in there yeah. um we were in like iowa uh did you bring a washboard <laughs> no <laughs> <laughs> milwaukee and wisconsin or sorry uh, uh and then lacrosse La um and it was only like three three different cities uh, oh okay and uh but it was great yeah because like it's weird like the festivals over there you go over and like you're playing the festival but you're playing for like all the days of the festival you don't just yeah. get booked to play like you know a friday slot you get booked to play like friday saturday sunday and then maybe one or two smaller radio shows or something like that in between okay so it was really good but uh like the very first gig i did with them at that festival was like in front of like 13 14,000 people. <laughs> it's like my first proper gig with them, and I'm there playing, like looking out on my cheat sheets while I'm playing <laughs> oh my God. songs. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. Yeah. And stop, and I won't eat. And uh. <laughs> mad are they 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 get a lot of kind of funding from the arts council? Am I right? Say um, something like that. Uh, Can we talk about that? <laughs> we yeah, well, I, I don't entirely know. Yeah. About it, so I, I know they, that band, they did get funding, I think, last time they went on tour last year. I feel like they're just always in Arsenic Drone. <laughs> in where? In Arsenic oh, Drone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, they're just always kind of, like, at these events or functions. Exactly, like, they're yeah. the, like, they're the perfect kind of exactly yeah advert for Ireland abroad. Yeah. When are we going to be the perfect advert? <laughs> 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 when are we getting to meet a... Uh, when you shave those damn sideburns. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> That, that's not the first time that reference has been, yeah. been used on here. God. Brilliant. Imagine we got to do a podcast in ours. In ours. Interview old uh, Mickey. Uh, and his dog. Mickey and his dog. Yeah. I've met him and the dogs. Have you? Yeah. yeah. Where was I? Uh, Did you shout me out? 
I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely did not. I didn't yeah. even know you then. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, aren't you lucky now? It was with a, with a different band. Uh-huh. Stamptown Brass. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I saw you, or, or maybe it wasn't Stamptown. Cool. With your other brass band. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't, don't mention the war. Don't, don't, don't mention the war. <laughs> technical difficulties. I have technical difficulties. Where is it? <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. But uh, that tour was lots of fun. Like the guys were so so nice, so nice to hang around with as well. Ah, like, savage. Was, everything was like was so well organized and like treated got treated so well everywhere. Yeah. Um, like uh, uh, the reason I brought that up is like, are they on a label or, or um, was it kind no, of? No, like I don't think they're on a label. No, I know they they had like management and stuff years ago, and from what I gathered from the guys t- talking to me, saying like that they were pretty much offered like you know, do you want to do this full time and like you know just tour all the time? And I think that they because they're all like uh, most of them are music teachers. Or, or like uh, Irish teachers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. And I think they kind of wanted to be doing more of that kind of stuff and not just be like on the road all the time. Right. So now they just take like a select few gigs every year. They d- I think they do like they'll do an American tour every summer, and then they do like an Australian tour, like you know, in the winter or something. Wow. So and that's I think that's mostly it. And literally, it's like the day after we got back, or two days after we got back, Stefan, the singer and guitarist, he was like already moved to Dubai. <laughs> he was moved to, yeah, he was in Dubai like two days after we got back, and like I'm living here now, <laughs> just like that. Yeah. Dubai, bye. Wow. And uh, there's oh, only one of them that's actually no. still in Ireland, I think, at the minute. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, yeah. that's they, mad. Yeah, they all had, like plans to do different stuff when they got back, you know. So that's crazy. Yeah. So like that might be the end of the band. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, yeah. like, they've, got, they've got such a huge following over there. It's crazy. Really? Yeah, yeah, it's massive. Like, we were playing gigs, like, just ton, like, t- thousands and thousands of people at our yeah. shows. Like, <laughs> that's incredible. Mad, yeah, yeah. How fun. long was the tour? How long were you gone? Uh, it was just under a month. Oh wow! What was the Milwaukee one called? Milwaukee Irish Fest. I've been to that. Oh yeah. Have yeah. you? That's it's great. Crazy. Crack. Yeah. Like it's a hundred and fifty thousand people over the weekend. Yeah. What? Yeah, it's crazy. It's fucking huge. Man, being Irish is kind of big over there. <laughs> yeah. Especially yeah, in the Midwest. Knew? Who knew? Yeah, that's the uh that's that's the biggest Irish festival in America. In America, in the, in the yeah. World, I think it's the biggest. Oh Irish yeah, festival. yeah. And it, it takes place on the uh the Milwaukee Summerfest grounds, which is the biggest music festival music yeah. festival in the world. Uh, which I never knew about either. <laughs> Whoa. But uh, apparently the the Summerfest grounds like when they have Summerfest, I think it's like June or something. They get like nine hundred thousand people over the week that Ridiculous. it's on. Ridiculous! <laughs> what? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah, I was looking up all the stats on Google and stuff, and it's like comparing it to other festivals, and it's it's insane how big it is. So, uh, Milwaukee Summerfest. Yeah, is that what that's what it's called? Milwaukee. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And what what kind of what kind of music it, is, is the Summerfest? The Summerfest would be all like the normal kind of festival bands, like you know, yeah. Glastonbury bands and that kind of stuff. And really, mm. it's not like some big kind of garth brooks no weird <laughs> well, yeah, weird phenomenon for well. weird phenomenon we don't know about yeah. until it surfaces later yeah yeah and then he sells out five nights in croker yeah <laughs> yeah what all these uh all these people coming up yeah yeah secret garth brooks fans yeah, yeah. But it was fun because i am um, like i'd never been to any of those areas in the states before even like i never went yeah. to the middle i was always i was on like the east coast loads when i was a kid in west coast a couple of times but never really a lot of the places in between yeah, yeah. yeah. strange but pleasant it was strange yeah but it's it's a mad place yeah <laughs> really yeah like we uh th- so after one of one of the gigs we were driving to the next like set of festivals and um we were just driving on the highway and just passed this place and saw a big sign stick and said mr gun <laughs> 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 we're like what is that yeah. mr gun so we we're like oh let's pull over and go have a look and it was like it was a gun shop in a oh, shooting range shit. and um 
we were like, oh, we just chance going in and like, you know, see, can we go to the shooting range? And we were like, got in there and uh, they were like, yeah, no problem. Yeah. Here's like a gun. Signed us up. Like we didn't ha- need to get a membership or anything like that. It was like, you know, oh, you guys can do a trial membership because, you know, y- you guys aren't from here. So you can just, you know, go in and try out a few, a few guns. And literally within about four and a half minutes of us being in the shooting range, like we were holding assault rifles on a shooting range. Like <laughs> it was absolutely crazy. Yeah. Oh. And the day before we did that. We were in Walmart, and it took us about 25 minutes to get served alcohol because they couldn't figure out how old we were. <laughs> Gas. Yeah. So it went from the day before, 25 minutes getting alcohol, to the next day, four and a half minutes to get an assault rifle. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah. It was crazy. Oh, God. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> for my brain. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man, it was nuts. And like, that's so sad. Yeah. I mean, after using them, like... I don't think anybody should have that. <laughs> nobody should, nobody <laughs> oh, should be able to yeah. walk into a shop and buy an assault rifle. That's ridiculous. <laughs> That's the most insane thing ever. Yeah. Did you, like, we did to do a safety video. There's a two like two minute long video. You know, just before we went in to use the guns, and like they were apologizing to us the whole way through the video that we had to watch safety video. <laughs> just Whoa. don't point it at someone. Yeah, I assume that's the safety video. Pretty much, yeah. Oh, it was they crazy. Were, it was so much fun, but it was absolutely crazy. Yeah, of course. That, I'm sure that yeah. stuff's good crack. I've never done like clay pigeon shooting or anything. Yeah. Like, I'd imagine that's quite a bit of, bit of crack. Oh, definitely, yeah. Assault rifles. Like, yeah, yeah. What the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> they should never have existed. Yeah. You know. Yeah, it's crazy. Jesus. That's great. Sorry, gun lovers. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, there are, yeah. if there are like one listener. Yeah. <laughs> where where was that? Um, That was in Iowa. In Iowa. Yeah. Sorry, Iowa listeners. Sorry, Iowa gun listeners. Laws, guns are cool, but nobody should be able to have an assault rifle. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do you know what? Fuck you, Iowa listeners. I don't. <laughs> yeah. Well, no. No. Yeah. No. Guns shouldn't be. Mr. Gun, go fuck yourself. But yeah. Yeah. Unless he was a nice guy, personally. <laughs> the other thing is, though, people in Iowa are so ridiculously nice. There's actually a, a term called coined Iowa nice. Because <laughs> someone always has yeah. a gun behind their back. They don't know who they're talking to. <laughs> That's why they're all so fucking nice. Yeah. yeah. It was crazy. Hello. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you get there, like everybody. Just, <laughs> everybody just wants you like to be part of their family. They're yeah. just so welcoming. It's like crazy. Yeah. I've never met like a, a warmer group of people that like just instantly are like insanely nice to you. Really? Yeah. Ah, that's so cool. Yeah. Like, the, the day after one of our festivals, we um we like the I think it was the brother-in-law of the guy who was organizing the festival. He was like, oh, you know, you guys finish up on Sunday, come over to my brother-in-law's house on Monday and take you guys jet skiing on the Mississippi River. I was like, oh my God, that sounds amazing. <laughs> 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 so we got there and like they just they were having like a family party and they had like a jet ski and like a speedboat and stuff down on, on their like pier on, on the river. And they were like, here, take the keys, you guys have fun. It wasn't like any introduction to the family. It was just like, you guys go out in the Mississippi there and like, have a bit of fun the jet skis. <laughs> it's like, Jesus. awesome. <laughs> See you later. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone's just so, so friendly like <laughs> Oh, that's incredible. Yeah. That was class. That was a that's fun amazing. day. Amazing. Yeah. Um what was the food like? Oh, so good. Yeah? Yeah. Good. Big big ass portions. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. yeah. I I were you guys on a bus or anything? I guess you must if you were just no. in three cities you were probably We were in a um they they rented a uh Chevy Suburban XL. Massive Those words, words together. together. <laughs> just yeah. Where is that Say whistle? Where is that whistle? <laughs> Oh baby, yeah. Oh, it was, it was so cool. That was that was a sweet way to travel around. Yeah, because <laughs> we were all using backline as well, so like there wasn't a drum kit with us. So I bring snare and cymbals. I uh, just just cymbals and sticks and uh, a couple of bits and pieces and stuff. And the guys had, I think, one guitar, a mandolin, 
accordion, sax, and a keyboard. But like, and then the, the main thing that took up most of the space in in the in the SUV was just the march. But everything else, like you know, the guys used some of the guitars for backline and drum kit and stuff. So it's pretty cushy driving around in that thing. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And there weren't any massive drives. I think the most we ever drove was like four and a half hours. So. Oh, that's grand. Which is actually yeah. short. Yeah. <laughs> short for in the US. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. nothing. That's like skipping home from the shops. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's nice. Jesus. That's mental. Yeah. How did you find traveling to the US with symbols in your? Oh, uh, it was fine. I just did it and put it in the storage. I just checked it in. Yeah. Yeah. Hard case. Put in a hard case. Check it in. Yeah. I like I packed some clothes around it and stuff. Put my yeah. And like I put like a little boom arm attachment into the symbol case as well and stuff. And I mean, if it gets crushed and gets ruined, then oh well. <laughs> oh well. Oh well. <laughs> you've lost. You've lost worse. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Half, yeah. your, half your family's belongings yeah. <laughs> and I actually forgot that um, uh, when I was going over I should have organised it sooner but um, with the Zildjian endorsement you actually get terrestrial support so oh, yeah. you can actually like arrange to go like collect symbols when you get to America and just take them while you're on tour savage but I left it way too long to sort that stuff out so I oh, never okay. did it not savage <laughs> <laughs> not savage yeah. at all yeah no. close yeah. Yeah. Close, close to being to savage close <laughs> to being savage yeah it's still nice to have like my own symbols at me. I don't really, yeah. I don't really care what, what drum kit I play, and like I can make the snare sound like whatever. So as long yeah. as I have symbols, I'm kind of comfortable. Oh, that's grand. Yeah, but then like all the backline symbols ended up being like savage symbols as well. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was like all like K customs and like all like really nice. Like it was like a, one of the rides they had was like a pair of constant Constantinople ride and hats and stuff. Like I could have just used these and saved myself a lot of things. A lot. Over. Yeah, you weren't to know. Yeah. yeah, could have been like anything. <laughs> yeah, com- 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 more comfortable on your own stuff. Yeah, I'm sure. exactly, yeah. yeah. That's mad. How are many? You, huh? Are you doing many tours coming up or anything? No, nothing like that. It's all local, local yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, I guess just trying to focus on this yeah. place and this building. The it's podcast. very uh, the podcast. Yeah, this podcast. It's gonna blow up soon. It's very. When are you gonna start using ads? Get some of that sweet ad money. Sweet ad money. <laughs> I'd love to read out some ads though. Yeah. <laughs> that would. <laughs> <laughs> Sample ads. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. I would yeah. like have a lot of samples ready. Do in the vein of uh, Bill Burr. Yeah, yeah. yeah. What? <laughs> <laughs> Recruiter. Yeah. yeah. Free. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. I don't know. We'll we'll probably. I don't know. I want to. I want to. So we're recording these kind of in a batch. They're not exactly yeah. week to week. So, okay. um, gonna see. Gonna like round them off hopefully get enough to take us up as far as christmas yeah and then um do the christmas special do the old christmas special yeah jingle bells constantly being sampled (laughs) (laughs) no um probably maybe get as far as christmas something like that round it off and just call that season one Mm. and then maybe start talking to people and be like hey look this is what we did completely off our own back yeah you know just Please give us money. Yeah. <laughs> Please, Please and love of God, give us money. Or maybe like we'll have a look back over it, look at the listenership, and then maybe be like, okay, if we could get five percent of those people as Patreon donors, yeah. maybe we'll do something like yeah, that. Of course, to ju- to just justify continuing to do it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because I think we're, we'll probably run out of Irish drummers very soon. There's, there's, a, there's a lot of soon. them. There are a lot of, the more I think about it, the more pop into my head and especially different genres. Like mm. there's a lot of jazz guys I'd really like to be yeah. interviewing and stuff. But um, we've also promised everyone back. So. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just the same, yeah. the same 10 guests over and yeah, over again. We get them to change our voice. Yeah. yeah. Um, but 
Yeah, I, I, I don't want to keep it too insular, and I certainly don't. It's called a drummer in Dublin, but mm. as we've already you're addressed, you're a drummer in Dublin. I can be a drummer in Dublin, <laughs> yeah. so we can be in, interviewing yeah. anybody. I'm a drummer you know. who is in Dublin. Who's in? And yeah, you're a Dublin drummer. A drummer in Dublin. <laughs> yeah, and I would love to start getting some people who are maybe coming in from overseas and oh, stuff, yeah. like because so many big bands come through Dublin. Yeah, exactly. That would be great to interview get interview them. them at their gigs while they're doing before sound checks and stuff. Yeah, yeah, something like that would be really cool. Um, and then maybe do some video stuff with us, or I don't, I don't know. That's it, but like to get to that kind of yeah. level, you yeah. kind of need to monetize it in some way. Yeah, I need yeah, to sample yeah. some uh, big drummers' yeah. voices, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then I can get them to read our adverts, and then we'll sell. Then we'll sell some. See, yeah. I'm thinking, but yeah, like even the way we're doing it, like we're kind of doing surprise, surprise, we're not doing them week to week. Who knew? Yeah. Don't <laughs> we let that slip. When? When I said uh, La- yesterday, last week? L- yesterday. Last week, last yesterday. Week, yesterday. <laughs> yeah. um, Who did we have on last um, night week? Um, I can't remember. Same, it was a week <laughs> ago. It was a week ago. <laughs> yeah. So long ago. Um, we all just mesh into one drummer after a while. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's <laughs> not, not the same a, story. It's a drummer who isn't me. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> what, what, what's today's date, Fieger? Today's date. What's... <laughs> <laughs> what's... Uh, uh, today's date is the 28th of October. Can you read the headline <laughs> The headline of today's paper? <laughs> Please. That's Halloween, coming close. Yeah. Uh, hang on, when... Uh, so you should be using loads the of head- like, spooky kind of samples. The head- this is the Halloween special, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, shit, this is... Oh, hang on. This is the Halloween special, <laughs> I think, yeah. Hang on, yeah. Uh, today's headline is going to be... Um, yet, yet another... Local fun cultural establishment <laughs> turned into a hotel in Some Dublin. Sort of Boris Johnson, uh, Donald Trump reference. Yeah, something. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Happy Halloween! Kids. Happy yeah. Halloween! <laughs> that's great. Yeah. I hope that's free. It said it's free. <laughs> if not, this podcast has gone yeah. up. So if you're not here in this podcast. Yeah, this we wasn't ran into a, little, a bit of trouble with the first <laughs> ba- first batch of episodes because we started playing some music that didn't belong to us. Oh, so prob- at this stage in the future, in at present, <laughs> <laughs> as you're listening, it's not the, 18th the, of the September. original episodes will actually have been taken down. I have to take them down. I will have taken them down and re-uploaded uh, them. Re-uploaded them without without that audio. Oh, okay. So yeah. we'll need to find something funny to put in a, okay. in place, yeah. or maybe just like but we'll beatbox. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we didn't research, but we kind of just assumed we're not making money off this. We can do whatever we want. Because if it just goes on the internet, why would it get taken down if we're not making money? I know. Until that one point where you do make some money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. exactly. But then we'd like just yeah, cast yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. but yeah, I I emailed the hosting site and they were like no we'll delete your podcast if you don't fix that but we love those because they're gonna publish this one too we love you anchor yeah we love you anchor thank you (laughs) thank you you for distributing our podcast everywhere um but no to answer that question no no kind of like mad touring or anything i i we talked about it on the mihal episode but there's kind of like a limited lease on this space as far as i as far as i'm aware i need to talk to the landlord or like get a straight answer out of him yeah but there's kind of two years left on this, and okay. if if some kind of really good tour was to come up, and it, you know it wasn't some kind of dodgy profit share thing or yeah. <laughs> or whatever, um, or if it was with the right project, I'd do it. Yeah. But I'm not going hunting for that kind of stuff. Yeah, exactly. Um, 
just for the sake of it yeah. you know i've got a good setup here and yeah I'm gonna... how many of the neo soul bands <laughs> are you in uh not that not <laughs> <laughs> None. It's not even Neo Soul. Well, Arwen doesn't exist. Arwen doesn't exist. Uh, We're not doing anything. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna get some stuff going. Yeah, no, we are. Yeah. Um. Maybe at this. Maybe at this point in in the future. Oh no! Don't no no. no. <laughs> oh god no! You can't handle that pressure. Yeah, that's too. I have too much work on my hands. You need to do yeah. a Neo Soul band with all the drummers you've interviewed on the podcast. <laughs> get them all to just be slightly out of yeah, pocket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all the lazy the laziest beat possible yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a never-ending flam yeah yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah just never-ending right quickfire questions uh only if they're quickfire only if they're quickfire uh, we still haven't got this completely right okay. we're gonna uh, this is quickfire questions but take as long as you want <laughs> take as long as you want you oh shit what? where's your favorite place to eat in dublin limerick boy <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a good question um uh, i'm so bad with names of places i there's a couple of places that i like to eat in here yeah yeah that aren't petrol stations <laughs> yeah. um really hard do you know where they are like do you know how to get to them there's one um when you're at music maker and you're looking out onto the street yeah and you go left and then you take your first right uh-huh. there's a little place there on the left they do like uh, loads of like veggie stuff and i'm not a vegetarian oh, but they, oh is that a they do, cal- uh, they do calzones and stuff as well jury street uh, maybe, uh, no that's south william south william excuse me like next to this place that does like calzones and stuff hmm Oh, let me. Like, I like that <laughs> Adam, get <Yep>. busy. Uh, <laughs> is it beside lemon? I don't know. Lemon, the like um, crepe pancake. It very well could be. Uh, uh, it's like it you look out onto the street, onto Exchequer Street. Yeah. Take a left. Take a left. Next yeah. right. It's the very first right, and it's like maybe the third or fourth place there on the left. Oh, like I'm going place. into. I'm going. Unless in. you're talking about blazing salads. <laughs> oh, oh, could be. No, that's that's. Drury Street. That's Drury Street. Blazing Salads is fucking yeah, blazing. Yeah, <laughs> uh, it's very expensive really though. Also, yeah, it's pricey. after going for a couple of drinks, uh, Zaytoun's is pretty nice. Ah, yes. Like I'm so glad. Wait, so South William Street. So you're saying you come out of Music Maker, you take a left, mm-hmm. and then you take a right. Yeah. yeah. So then you're on to South William Street. Yeah. Wait, is that not? Or is it? No, is that not a uh, Clarendon? Clarendon Street, yeah. Is it Saba? Could be. <laughs> no, 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 no. Saba's Saba's up. Clarendon Street. Because Saba's selling me. Saba's too far. You're skipping South William. Let's start again. Our, our, uh, f- our four listeners are like, it's this place. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So hang no. on. No. I'm standing outside it. I carry the one. Uh, <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna type in music maker because I don't know where I am. I'm from, <laughs> ah, I'm, I'm from Kildare. I don't. Ah, know. will you come on? Uh, am I gonna have to do it? On, uh. Let me just type in big smoke. <laughs> big smoke. <laughs> <laughs> I was on the other opposite side. Okay, so oh, if you go down South William Street, is it Barts? Like I said, it could be. Is it? Uh, <laughs> is it Lodore Dublin? Lodore. I honestly Somewhere. don't know what it's called. Alfie's. If you said it Dakota. was Alfie's. No, Gourmet Bouguer. Dakota's on the on the wrong side. So he's, uh, he said it's up that street on the left. Let's simplify this. Oh, uh, lemon crepe. Various burger shops. The porthouse that I like as well. Okay, <laughs> yeah. Farrier, Angers, Pierre. Lots of nice burger places. Pig. 
how do we turn down I know his, his microphone? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Johnny Rushes. It's got to be Johnny Rushes. Cool. Close that tab, that. will you? <laughs> <laughs> will you close that tab and just stop talking? Uh, so you play drums. Yeah. <laughs> um, worst gig you've ever had? This one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, worst gig I've ever had? Like... There's been so many. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, there's one that sticks out. Uh, I was it was around Christmas, maybe like six, seven years ago, and um, uh, I got hired. Like I think it was gig on Stevens Day. Was it Stevens Day? It was either like the 27th or 26th December, and I uh, got a call on like Christmas Day, being like, "Hey, our drummer can't make this this gig. Any chance you could do it? It's a." Uh, it's a, like a swing kind of, it's like a, a crooning at Christmas gig. So it's like this crooning gig, you know, playing like swing songs and stuff. I was like, well, I'm not, I'm not really that good at that kind of stuff. And like, I, I can play swing, but I probably won't know that many of the songs that you're doing. And you're like, oh, it's grand. Like, you know, there'll, there'll be sheet music there if you if that's cool. I'm like, oh, yeah, cool, grand. As long as there's sheet music, like, I can just read it and, you know, get through the gig and it'll be fine. Get there and there's no sheet music. Oh. And they've given me like a list of songs and they are all different versions of songs that, I, like, no. that they were doing. And uh, I knew the bassist and the, the girl singer and the uh, piano player. Uh, I knew them all really well now. And uh, <laughs> and when I got there, they were like, "Oh, this is gonna be a bit interesting." The the singer guy's a bit a bit difficult. <laughs> and I got there, and like he was freaking out about something, like someone being late because like there was like roadworks on. And uh, basically, the rehears we did like you know maybe five or six songs during the soundtrack. There's like a quick rehearsal and stuff. Yeah. And uh, he was like so annoyed, like he he ran off and like kicked down the door to like the green room and like had like a hissy fit and like threw a strop, <laughs> and like because, what? Because I was like, I don't know these songs, and I was told to be sheet music. What am I supposed to do? Like you know, Jesus. And, um, and I was like, I had a like, two days notice, <laughs> so that was a pretty rough one. And I just getting to the gig, like watching the bass player give me cues, you know, for stops and stuff. And he'd come over to me before and be like, you know, this is like a a brushes song, or this you know just you know straight you know eights on the ride or something like that. Or this is just, you know, a quiet one, just, just yeah. swells. So he'd just be giving me kind of notes and stuff, like, as we were playing. Oh, my God. That was God. A, a disaster. <laughs> Whoa. And then uh, afterwards, uh, um, your man was, like, the singer guy. He was, like, paying me and stuff, and he was asking, like, how much was my fuel? I was, like, I think it was, like, 30 euro or something. He was, like, do you have a receipt? I need proof. I was, like, oh, man, oh fuck you. Oh, my God. <laughs> Jesus, oh, you've like, just done this guy a favor. Yeah, exactly. It's, like, oh, thanks so much, buddy. Jeez. So was it like some kind of corporate thing or no it was uh, he, like a wedding he does this thing uh, I won't say who it is yeah, but like, no. I'll tell you after <laughs> you wouldn't know who he is anyways yeah. but um, uh, yeah he just does this, these things every year Christmas okay right so that's yeah. awkward and I was just filling in for the drummer who couldn't make it like <laughs> yeah. Jesus like you're doing him the favour yeah that was, that, was a, that was a funny one that's that probably one of the worst ones I've done <laughs> wow best gig best gig um that one at Bloodstock was pretty good. Um, the one with Zerath, that was yeah. that was great. Although that was also had its issues as well. Oh yeah, yeah. Because we went on and um, I think just as we were like sound checking or we were li- line checking, Connor broke the string on his main guitar. So we went on and uh, and and like I think like three or four songs into our set, he broke the string on his backup guitar, oh. and uh, there wasn't any guitar tech backstage to like swap him out while we were doing it stuff. So we ended up like wait like you know we're sitting there in front of like. You know, eighteen thousand people or something like that. Nothing happening, just sitting there, like in the middle of a set. While like they're trying to find someone to change the strings and like to fix the guitar and like 
something was wrong with it so they couldn't change it fast enough and it's myself and the bassist literally sitting there in front of that many people just like oh my god were you just a three piece uh no it was a uh four piece okay but they were changing changing yeah and like so uh the singer and connor were like we're like back trying to sort stuff out and myself and bass player like sitting there like in front of all these people and everyone's shouting drop solo drop solo and like I didn't I wasn't playing with the guys that long so I didn't want to like take any liberties and like yeah. just start mm, tearing just into a drum solo <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but looking back I probably should have done because it probably would have been more entertaining than like you They're know just waiting and then yeah. they eventually got it fixed and uh and we went on and did one song and then had to leave <laughs> Like oh, no, yeah. oh but my but God. like the but for the first part of that gig, it was fucking amazing. It was yeah. so cool. That's and also incredible. like one a couple of the gigs I've done with Shiva have been like really cool as well. Like yeah, Celtic Connections Festival was awesome. Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. deadly. Playing like really fun tunes in front of like thousands of people. That's that's nice. Like class. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what kind of stuff are you listening to these days? <laughs> Everything. <laughs> yeah. Um, I I like a lot of like neo soul stuff. Um. I, I get hired to play a lot of metal stuff, like for a session stuff, but um, I don't really listen to that much metal. Um, I listen to a lot of pop stuff, um, just like whatever radio stuff you know, is, is going at the minute. It just keeps kind of fresh ideas going for if I'm producing something for somebody. And like a lot of that stuff just sounds so good as well. And they're just really catchy. Um, yeah, just a kind of mixed bag of lots of different things. You're such a mixing engineer when you're listening <laughs> to pop stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know where the good stuff is. Yeah, yeah. I only recently started getting into Tom Meesh and stuff, and he's, ah, he's really good. I really like him. So good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's he's really savage. Good. He's class. Um, pet peeves on stage. I was listening to your podcast about yeah. the views and the co- there was a couple of good ones like the the drum mat one was good. Yeah, yeah. yeah if there's no drum mat, that sucks. Especially if you're like playing double bass stuff and like oh pedal god, stuff because yeah. the slave pedal on the left just like creeps away. <laughs> but it's it's but because it's pinned to the other pedal, it just pivots away from you. Oh so shit! It doesn't yeah. just slide. It kind of like goes you know, yeah. like semicircle away from where you are. Um, that sucks. Um, I don't like it if can't hear stuff <laughs> yeah yeah um i don't like not being able to have like a view of people like the, as like view of the people i'm playing with you know if, if they're like obstructed by like a monitor or something else it's like yeah i need cues off that person now i can't see them anymore <laughs> yeah or um anything any anybody does um no i don't think so no cool i mean yeah, I'm sure there's there's things that like quite bug me. Cool, time, but there's <laughs> cool. There's never any like one thing where it's like that person. I hate what they do. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, no. I don't mean a person. Just yeah. like Lango and Ross Turner and stuff had had some really good ones where it was. Just I heard like, Lango's when just, when just, when just, just stares at you. I still find that uncomfortable as well. Yeah, you know? and then yeah. Ross said it, but in a slightly different way. Yeah. Just yeah. Like, Actually, there was a there was a funny thing when I, when I was playing with Zareth. I was still getting to know some of the songs while we were on tour, and um, uh, <laughs> I was used to getting like you know if if the singers turn around, we'd be like you know we're changing here or something like that. And like we were playing this gig and like we were like grooving and stuff. And Rich Singer turns around to look at me like you know to give me like a stank face like oh yeah. <laughs> and I was like what what what? And I totally fucked up the next part of the song. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, he was like okay, I won't look at you anymore. Jesus. <laughs> that was uh, funny. Favorite groove, beat, rhythm. I don't have one. Whatever. Well, then you gotta play everything. <laughs> <laughs> um, can I make it like a rudiment? 
Of course. Ah, you yeah. can do whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably, like, one of my favorite things to use is, like, the paradiddle diddle. Yeah. Because, like, I'm just really comfortable with that rudiment, so I can move it around a lot, and I find it really useful for, like, just soloing and doing, coming up with drum ideas and part ideas and stuff. Deadly. That. Cool. So that and, uh, cool. Yeah. Just a couple of different rudiments like that. I don't really have a favorite groove. I was, I was racking my brain all week trying to, like, think of, like, different grooves that were, like, my favorite and stuff. And yeah. I, I just can't think of any <laughs> okay cool well savage if it's okay with you we'll get you to play a bit of something like that on the kit okay sure yeah <laughs> savage thank ben you wonders thank you thank you so much, much. thanks for having me awesome. thanks a lot.